What's up? All right. So this is chapter 27. Hello, everybody. How are you? This year sucks. But we're alive. We made it through. And I have a friend here. An actor. I've been waiting months. We've been waiting. We've been waiting months to do this. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is Michael Giese. And he is an actor from New York City. Um, born out, uh, you were born in Iowa, Iowa. Yeah. And, uh, and I met him a year ago when I was taking acting classes at the Barrow group in New York city. And that's a shout out to the Barrow group. They were amazing. They're awesome. Um, and he's, I've had a couple of teachers there. No disrespect. He's the best fucking teacher I've seen. And then not only was the experience incredible, but on top of that, then I got to see him act like like seven months after I met him, and he's no joke. This guy is the real deal. He's insane. So give it up for, for Michael Giese. Thank you, Mike, for being here so much. Thanks for us, man. No, no, you're too kind. Come you're too on, kind. man. No way, dude. That's fantastic. You're the best, dude. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we're finally <laughs> doing this. Me too. Me uh, too. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. 17 minutes was the last time I saw you acting. That was... That was amazing. Yeah. That was insane. That was amazing was, acting. Thank you. And it was you, an incredible experience. How long did you do it for? Like, how long was the, was the play running for? <clears throat> we we started previews uh, early January, early to mid January, and we went through the end of February, and then we got extended for two weeks. I, I can't remember the. It was something like you know, just shy of forty performances all told. Forty. Okay. Forty yeah. times doing that. Yeah. And yeah are you yeah. used to stage acting? I mean, do you? Yeah. You are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd say that's you know the I'm predominantly if you look at my my resume it's heavy <laughs> on the, on the theater and and I've done, uh, I've, you know I've done all the, all of the things I know you've done the film and I know you've done television and I know you've mm -hmm. done you know from everything from commercials to film and everything yeah. but uh, what do you do you have a preference I mean what do you what do you like like what what would you say if you had to choose I like acting yeah it's <laughs> a great answer. Uh, <laughs> You know, I like acting. I like uh, I like being a storyteller. Um, and, you know, it's just each discipline uh, has its own kind of technical demands that you that you uh, and challenges that you deal with. And, and sure, you're going to, you know, but but storytelling is storytelling. Acting is acting. You know, it's it's uh, by and large, I find it similar enough. You, you know? you've been into it for a long time. I mean, you've been wanting oh, to yeah. do it for a while. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, we, my cousins and I used to do plays, just like, you know, like you do, like my kids do now. They're, sure. They're like, we're going to watch us. We're going to do a thing that we wrote. And, and, <laughs> and so we were doing that for all our aunts and uncles and uh, like, you know, a dozen or so cousins all, you know, doing funky, uh, like Alice in Funky Land, right? Really? Like, like versions of, of classic <laughs> stories like that. Okay. Uh, and then I, you know, I did it in, I started to do children's theater. Um, I don't know, probably around the same age, 10, 12, something oh, like so that. Oh, you, you started early then. Yeah, yeah, I was always into it. I mean, it was kind of one of those things. My parents, uh, my mom threw us into everything. You know, it was, here's basketball, here's gymnastics, you're going to play the violin, you're going to blah, blah, blah. Um, awesome. The, the, the summer play is happening, you're going to, I actually had a fifth grade teacher who um, asked me to be in a in a production at, you know, maybe she taught sixth grade whatever it doesn't matter sure. um but but uh 
she had asked me to be in something then I did that. And then, like I said, the children's theater, but then I got to high school and um, was in all the productions, save one. I think I was big into music too. So I, I, you know, I was going to be a double major in saxophone. I played the tenor sax, I uh, went to the university of Northern Iowa and it wasn't, I mean, I loved it. And I think I had a natural sort of um, whatever, some some innate ability, you know, somewhat. And um, then on my second year of college, had my first true what I would think is my true acting class, first acting class, and that was when the the doors kind of came off. And you okay. know, I was really digging it. I I let music fall away um, as a pursuit, mm-hmm. and put all my eggs in the one basket. And then studied out here. Um, at a couple of different like summer programs, one called uh, Susan Grace Acting Studio, and then and that was like 1998. Okay. And then the summer of 2000, um, Circle in the Square, which is a conservatory. Sure, Circle in the Square, a Broadway house. Yeah. Wow. Which was really fantastic, and and you know, kind of took things to the next level. And then I moved to New York. So why can I ask you why um, why New York? Why not Los Angeles? <laughs> well um because my, i respect that i'm just yeah, just yeah, to, no. just to jump in i love that it was new york and not california but there had to be a choice right like right. was there a, yeah 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 it, well it, you know it was kind of um honestly my i don't know which professors in at my college uh were kind of like it was like new york is where uh you get the training New York is where you do theater and theater is the true art form and on and on like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, really it was the the coming out here and studying and just acting all day, every day for seven weeks and six weeks uh, straight. Right. And that really was like, you know, it was just this incredible. It was like Valhalla. Right. Yeah. And, uh, that made the decision that tipped the scales. I didn't really, I don't know that I really took any, time to consider should i go to la or or at the very least it was going to be new york first and then la i kind of operated under the um not assumption but the idea that work would bring me there and i got close on one or two things but nothing ever um happened so i've i've been happy to well continue in new york plus now i have a family so we're just kind of dug in sure of course yeah Uh, well how long have you been here now so would you say for uh, January of 2001. So coming oh up my on God. So you 20 s- years, 20 you, years in a month. And you saw, so you, you were there for the horrible day. You were there yeah. for that. And then, yeah. uh, it christens First, people. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck. It does, man. It christens no people into the city. I remember mm-hmm. Meryl Streep was talking about it. She moved here, got a place right before the towers fell and she said i'm a new yorker that's it after mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know that, i mean so you came right then you were right beforehand and then yeah yeah bang. got here i lived in brooklyn uh, in greenpoint um hit the ground running you know awesome. i did a some theater uh some friends from my college had started a theater uh company here and we did a a musical and um, did a big mailing and I did some extra work on sex in the city and I booked a commercial and did I was you? like, I got this town wired, man. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then nine 11 happened. And then nine 11 um, happened. And the bottom kind of fell out, but okay. The week of nine 11 was my first class with Seth Barish at the barrel group. Oh, is that true? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. My wife, Shannon, um, then girlfriend had gone to see a production of a play called stop kiss and, um, was blown away by it and said, we gotta, we gotta check out this place. They have classes. So we, we audited a class and then we signed up for their, what they called then the intensive. Okay. Um, and it was, I pretty quick, kind of like you, it seems knew that I had found my my artistic home pretty quickly right that place yeah. just takes i mean it either takes you in or you're you don't come back and right i i knew after my first class i was like oh my god that was a rush that's what that was you guys huh you and your wife so you both started at the same time then we did yeah nice um, yeah yeah and then she i mean she she helped to start their um their children's program um, really and she, i mean she's been teaching for over 15 years, I think, or just oh, right wow, around there wow. um, at the Barrow Group. I, I kind of floated around in and out. I came in, I you know took class for a while. I did script analysis. I was in scene study. Um, and then I started to do some of their, what they used to call short stuff, just short evenings, evenings of short plays. Okay. Um, again, like I say that my, my resume is theater heavy. It's also Barrow Group heavy. Um, I mean, I've done my, my you know, all of my like best creative experiences from there have been, have been there. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. That it's place this, is amazing. Yeah. It's a nest. It really is. You can tell. And it's a home. It's like a it's home a, for a people, you know, community. Yes. Yeah. yeah a community. Exactly. Very supportive, open. Yep. Yeah. And, and in terms of technique, it's the most uh, kind of succinct. Uh, it's the easiest makes it, it demystifies it yeah it does kind of takes the navel gazing out of it you learned so much from there did you did you feel like you did yeah i think uh, i mean it it still takes like certain lessons you know it it hits you five ten fifteen years later you know i had a a teacher say um in college that it takes 20 years to become a good actor and i I don't i don't i think that's kind of a destructive thing to say to actors (laughs) Uh, honestly like <laughs> yeah. but there there is a there is a thing where i i remember certain like hearing certain things early on in my my you know training okay. that it wasn't until 10 years later or whatever that i was like oh that's what they meant oh, oh really God. really but i i really do credit the 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 way that that uh, folks teach at the barrel group oh totally um, so do i the discipline, uh, the way that the, is it the mindset, I guess, that they teach or the, 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 the method that they embrace. There's, I mean, you know, it, it's a, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad Seth's not here because whenever <laughs> Seth's around, I'm like, I don't know, I think this is, maybe you'd have a problem with this. You know what I mean? He would um, jump in and correct well, you. Well, because right? I think so much of it is, is, it, you know, it's a, it's a laboratory, right? It's, it's, um. I think he balks maybe at the idea of acting teacher as guru, right? Okay. Uh, it's here are some tools mm-hmm. for you to take. If they work for you, fantastic. Use them. If not, fine. Let them go. Um, but take, you know, go forth and multiply or whatever. It's, okay. it's um, you, you know, you're, you're just kind of grabbing tools along the way. Same, same way you do in life things work for you you learn learn lessons great um everything else you, you kind of let go and and take it from there that's what you were teaching us too 
You know, I hope. Yeah, you did. Uh, that's what I took from the first, the right, the beginners class that I took with you. You were saying, um, you know, you, you may not take all of this with you. You know, right. we can only give you the tools, guys. You know, you might end up picking things from this and that and from yeah. what you see, but we're yeah. just giving you tools, you know, yeah, is, yeah. is what I was what and I was forgive being me if taught. I'm repeating myself, but um I I make it a point to say I don't know everything. You <laughs> right? see, you were always I'm, very clear about that, man. I'm I'm on I'm on we're all on our own individual sort of, you know, creative journeys. I'm happy to lead at this point. In, in in our collective journey mm-hmm. um but you might run up against some something where mike's mike geezy said this uh and someone else is saying well no i don't think that's right and you can feel free to agree with the other person <laughs> I, I you know right. it's no skin off my back sure to, sure um yeah it's uh so does that make sense? Yeah. Does, That's you know, another thing I say. A lot. I, you say it a lot, dude. <laughs> and but I, but I love that you say it because you're checking yeah. you're checking in with the right. person to make sure that you're coming across clear. And right. I love that. I mean, if you don't get it, then what's the point? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I. But how many? Te- not a lot of teachers. Well, hey man, not a lot of teachers. Period. Will stop and ask you that. You know. Hey, mm-hmm. did I just make sense with that? <laughs> <laughs> you did though. <laughs> And that was, it was, uh-huh. it was helpful, you know, like, cause I would, I was one of the people that would ask you a lot. Can I just ask mm-hmm. a question? You were talking no, about X, but I, and I knew you did dude. And that was like, I loved talking to you immediately. I knew the first time I knew that I was going to be able to get along with you. You know, I'm like, this guy's, this guy's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. you started talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman and yeah. yeah, you were going around the class and we had like what, 25 people in there and. You were asking each person, you know, who's your favorite actor and why, you know, and going yeah. around, going around. And I said Benicio, I remember. And you were like, all right. Yeah. And, and 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 we got over to you and you were like, I'd say Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I'm like, oh, you know, only because he died. Just yeah. just the way that we lost him. It's yeah. so tragic that you Absolutely. Know, I, I can't hear his name without feeling that like <clears throat> kind of stab yeah. in the heart. But I knew like right there i'm like that's just i just, you know that's just, that guy is amazing he's just amazing so yeah, he, he only got better as he went he's, on he's a, a he was a transformative uh, oh my actor. god yeah you know, very yeah. very from like that powerful see him in scent of a woman then you see right? him in talented mr ripley then you see him twister Oh, right. Twister. Then you see him in, then you see him in the master, you know, with Joaquin yeah. and you're like, what the, this guy is next. He's just next level, man. And yeah, just a sad, it's a sad story. Yeah. Sad. I don't know how long mm-hmm. he was hooked on that stuff for, but yeah, I mean, uh, he was, he was a big partier in his twenties. He was, he actually went to circle and, um, his acting teacher there, Alan Langdon okay. caught my acting teacher and oh really they were they were friends alan and my my teacher from college richard glockner um and that's kind of that's how what our connection was to circle so okay. it was kind of a a yearly pilgrimage to circle to study there uh and to study with alan and and terry hayden and Teresa uh, brooks and um all these other great great teachers there um 
that you yeah, really, you uh, really admire. So I was, I was like a big, big, uh, big Phil fan for, for a while. So anyway, he partied, and and from what I understand, he was sober for a good um, couple decades. Um, uh, he was, and, and it seems like in the end, it was a pretty um, precipitous fall. I heard he um, he gave an interview. Like, uh, no, it wasn't an interview. He was he was on the red carpet, is what I heard. Mm. And somebody asked him how he was, and he said, "I'm hooked on heroin." And he was dead. Uh, I want to, you know, don't quote me on this, but I want to say within the month. So he was, you know, he was aware he had fallen and he was, yeah, yeah, he wasn't doing, it's a sad sad story, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so many, it's it's a, it's unfortunately a common, um, occurrence. So many. And And he was a New Yorker, right? Creatives. Right. Well, it's true. Yeah. He was from upstate, I believe Mm -hmm. from what I recall. But Schenect- you know, been in- Schenectady, you got to see Schenectady, <laughs> dude. Oh my God, yeah. he's a powerhouse in that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. almost tough to get through, but he's a powerhouse in that one, man. He's he's crazy. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. a question. I had a question for you. All right, you ready for this? Bring it. Okay, watch this. <laughs> Did you ever watch Inside the Actor's Studio? <laughs> Oh my God! Of course. How great is Const- that? I was. Uh, it was. I watched it religiously in in, in college in my twenties. <laughs> Did you watch? Uh, you know the 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 end. You know where they would do the questions. Oh sure, the Beyond the Couture or whatever. I don't know the French, but yes, Bernard Pivot. Bernard Pivot. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a big long thing. Of that, course, that, uh, that Lipton, Lipton would go through, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from you know the renowned, you know Bernard Pivot <laughs> on course. his show. Uh, okay, I'm going to ask you the ten questions. Is that you, you down? I am so down. Watch this. All right. So you I, know, of I course got... I wanted to be on that show someday. <laughs> oh my god, dude! This is the next best thing. Man. All right, here we go. Yeah, because I wanted to ask you this. This is the first. I, I was like, I'm going to come up with some questions for Mike. I know exactly what to start with. So here we go. All right. What is your favorite word? <laughs> it's probably. I don't want to waste the favorite word on <laughs> when I'm going to be able to use it later. <laughs> okay. Be- because it's fuck. I mean, I say it a lot. It's bad. I mean, I know, like folks always say love and this and that. Um, I remember thinking i'm gonna say either candelabra or jambalaya because those were fun <laughs> words for me um, i know that if you'd asked me two decades ago those are the words those, I said. those were the ones okay yes exactly you yeah. had them carved up but it's but it's fuck that's I the mean, one i guess is it my favorite word jeez you know i i I just, I just use it. Um, it's a great, it's too a, much. It's a great fucking word. In fact, and, I, <laughs> and I use it. I wait. I use it way too fucking much. Yeah. But, yeah, right. yeah no, yeah. I. No, I do too. Yeah. No, it's amazing, and it mm-hmm. means a lot. You know. Yeah. You know, it's anger, or it's a, yeah. right. Oh I, my god, it can be used. Uh, it's onomatopoetic. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, uh, it can be used uh, for emphasis, for humor. It's very versatile. Oh, it is. It word. is, and it's got the power. It's the F yeah. word, man. So mm-hmm. you know, if you're saying it, you mean it. Yeah. All right. All right. What's your least favorite word? Ugh. No. Awesome, dude. Badass. Awesome. That might be a pretty That's uh, awesome. Very, very actor-y. <laughs> That's What's your favorite word? Or at least favorite word. No. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you don't want to hear that, man. Um, okay. Okay. What turns you on? How the hell did James ask Meryl Streep? What turns you right. on? I don't know. That's yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah. Though. What what turns right. you on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are different ways to be turned on. I mean, there are. Yeah. Know, uh, I, it's funny. Uh, well, I mean, I love being being inspired by anything. Um, I'm often moved by things I watch, things I hear, things I read. Mm -hmm. um, that is a turn on of a kind, right? Definitely. Art, um, oh yeah, it's got to be right. You know, yeah, something elevated in that way, it can reach a sort of spiritual realm. Um, but you know, physically, um, humor and and um, confidence and uh, you know, extroversion and uh, mm -hmm. you know those 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 qualities. Awesome. I'm not going to get into like you know, physical type. Right. You could go berserk. Understanding what you're saying. Territory. Right. <laughs> you could go, you could go into a direction. Yeah. Like, because I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm attracted to, to people um, pretty readily. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and there's a wide swath of, of folks that I just, am, you know, I find attractive and it can be anything from their, you know, their talent to their, you know, appearance and their energy, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. You're... Whatever you're, you, however you vibe with some, some people, sometimes it's just like an unsaid thing. It doesn't matter. So true. Um, yeah. So true. Yeah. All right. What turns right. you, what turns you off? Turns me off. What turns you off, man? Like, uh, arrogance and hypocrisy. Fucking I, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I do. Well, personally, you know, like, I'm sure knowing you, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, been, I've, I've, we, we contain multitudes, right? Like I'm sure that uh, I have, I'm confident that I have uh, arrogance uh, within me and I've been arrogant and I can be arrogant, but I also am like, have a, you know, crippling self-doubt. So it's this weird uh, balance for me of self-belief and like self-hatred. Okay. Um, but just, ar but arrogance, like, you know, yeah. Like, um, it's weird to me, like, okay. So you meet or you're around a celebrity or not even some a celebrity somebody um who holds the power uh in a professional situation let's say like uh like that say like donald trump well, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> what's not to hate i i fucking a yeah there's the um, word like uh, i mean he's like a supernova of, of absolute, arrogance and entitlement of absolute, I mean, that's why i'm saying malignant it. narcissism i mean he's just terrible megalomaniac um, demon yeah. succubus awful. yeah 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 but it's like when 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 everyone's so deferential to someone it just feels weird to me to not treat everyone uh, as equally as you possibly can so when folks come in expecting this preferential treatment that bothers me oh yeah yeah entitlement um, kind of like yeah, like right. that yeah right man. yeah it's funny i was just telling this story about i was on set on that first commercial that i booked in whatever june of 2000 okay and one uh, i was for comcast and and it was the first time i had ever shot anything okay. i mean i was literally it was trial <laughs> by fire and i was in uh the makeup chair and i'd already gotten my costume on and they wanted to bring me to set mm -hmm. and I didn't know protocol. I don't. I don't know how what what 
who does what. I didn't know a thing. <laughs> and the PA, the production assistant was like, talent, I, I've got talent, talents come to set. And I thought he was. What does that like, mean? What is, that, is talent, that? That's what they call the actors, right? When they're, when they're talent, uh, okay. talent, okay. So like, talent prep is over here. Talent, you know, uh, talent holding is in this area. Oh, oh, oh. Um, talent. It's that's what they refer to as the actors, right? Ta oh, talent's coming to like, so he's on the microphone kind of like. He, he, right. Yeah. Okay. Talent, ta uh, got talent. Talent's coming. To <gasps> okay. And gotcha. I thought, I thought he was being a, a dick about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be referred to as talent because I didn't want anybody to think that like, oh, you think you're better than me. <laughs> so I was like, hey, buddy, you don't gotta, you don't gotta call me. Is that what you? <laughs> the talent, no capital, capital T. Buddy. Don't sweat it. Um, what did he do? Know, so that's, what did he do? He was, like, uh, he was just like, Man, okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's that's my that's my answer on that. But that's just like an early thing where I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It could be a, a theater thing. Like everyone's always pulling their weight, you know. Are they like name dropping uh, I mean, type well, of it's stuff? It's also so like... presumptuous the talent thing. It's like, yeah. Uh, oh right, yeah. The uh, nobody else here is. <laughs> <laughs> the talent is coming. The, right, the yeah. talent is All coming. Right, everybody, shut the right. fuck up. Talent's here. <laughs> right, everybody. Yeah. All right, what turns I got it. Uh, all right, you ready? Here we go. Yeah, buddy. All right, what what sound or noise? What sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Oh, I mean, um, you know the, that those perfect the perfect convergence of of like a musical phrase, but then also I gotta I gotta throw in like um, uncontrollable giggles of my of my children that's uh oh that's a, you know dude that's the that's oh, the that's, juice man that's incredible yeah yeah uh, i can relate to that absolutely i bet you can oh my I bet god you can. now i can oh my yeah. god yeah out of body experience like yeah you yeah. don't even know where that feeling is coming from you're like well what's that feeling yes, you know yeah. even, oh my god that's great yeah, we, we watched elf last night and my six-year-old could not really get enough i mean she could not stop she was like painful like uh silent laughing after having you know what i mean like like she can't even hardly function she super can't cute. breathe anymore she's like mm, she, yes yeah yeah yeah. that's great it's a great yeah. it's a great movie man no, so good oh so good um what sound or noise do you hate oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy um i mean yeah and i think i might have um kind of taken this on my wife hates rep anything repetitive it doesn't matter if somebody's tapping tap 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 or whatever mm. um can't stand it and that has started to get on on my nerves um i i think um yeah just anything that repeats and is is irritating um, like irritating cacophonous right oh, okay. like a lot of different noise at the same time is problematic for me and, <laughs> and, I, and I, it took me a long time to realize it like oh yeah. i'm like i'm overstimulated right now sure sure it gets so inside you, of you right you're like you're not yeah, functioning you know, right after that right like, i mean it's what the hell is that jumbling up your your energy on some sort of cellular level it, i totally it, get it stresses you out totally get that totally mm -hmm. get that yeah all right all right, all right. well well what's your favorite curse word 
yeah fuck <laughs> in all its you know many splendid forms motherfucker fuck face fuck wit uh, fucking, fuck know, that on and on and on mother whatever <laughs> motherfucker fuck. yeah uh i mean i i i again I, I i try to i try to watch it but uh sometimes just i mean just all swear words i kind of i kind of let loose i know i do too um, quite often and and again they can if you ever um you know who david simon is i know the um, name yeah he, he was creator of the wire and, yeah david simon sure and okay he's a really great twitter follow um and he can he can really craft an insult <laughs> okay it's it's pretty pretty it? uh impressive <laughs> and, and, and i highly I'll recommend watch. checking him out follow david simon the yeah yeah <laughs> follow I mean, david not just simon. his career but his, no, his twitter account. on twitter exactly yeah, on twitter he, he's he's he takes no prisoners man. really <laughs> he takes no prisoners that's yeah. awesome uh all right fuck uh i'm gonna add to that and i'm gonna say the thing i've been saying for the last couple of years i don't know where it came from it was jesus fuck and that's uh -huh. when things are just like okay like like what the fuck it's that's i don't know your, and it's yeah. horrible i mean it's just it's horrible on a lot of levels but yeah i'm really pissed if i'm if you hear that out of my mouth, like, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm not happy, dude. Jesus, I, fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, dude. You no, know, I also, like, something that really annoys me is is the pearl clutching over over using uh, swear words. Sure, that, um, sure. I, I mean, I get, like, you can make a point and you can, like, you can imply uh, a swear word to great effect as well and and so i i agreed I, uh, something i'd like to implement a, a little bit more often because <laughs> i get sometimes i hear myself back uh, and i'm like oh god mike come on take it easy like, yeah right like, so, I mean, it just sounds it can sound whatever whatever you want to say uncultured you know well yeah it, yeah i I'm in my 40s, right? And I, I listen back to my podcast sometimes. And right. I'm, I'm just, I'm embarrassed by the yeah. amount of times that I've dropped, you know, curses yeah, or yeah, what, yeah. whatever it is. Like, I mean, I right. get, yeah, I'm, I'm like horrified. I'm like, I mm -hmm. come on, what is, what's the matter with you, dude? At this age, what are you doing? Yeah. But I don't stop. So I, right. don't, I don't know. You know. So I'm, I, I'm more embarrassed when I can't think of something or when like I can't <laughs> think of the right word or, or the reference I, is lost to me. That's what bothers. I, I did one podcast in the uh, pre-COVID days less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember listening back and just being like, oh, my God, you just sound so, so <laughs> just like a slow coach, like real, real. <laughs> bad like oh, i'm no. sitting there like you know when you listen to something and the person can't think of it and you're like i know it <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i was doing that to myself right listening back like why didn't i oh yeah. no i didn't yeah wait but yeah. i should have said this i should have yeah i'm at the point now <laughs> with my podcasts where i'm like i'm saying something in the podcast and i don't rem i don't remember what i said but i'm listening back to the edit and i've already posted this thing and I start talking 
out loud about what I, you know, this is what I should have said mm -hmm. next. And then I end up saying exactly what I end up saying there. So I'm in sync with <laughs> sure. what I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know the other end of it. Yeah, I yeah. totally, I totally do. We get there eventually. Right, we'll get, I hope so. <laughs> you know? I mean, I have to try around my daughter, man. And that's, that's right. the hard part. Oh my God, dude. That's the hard part. Yeah, my girls have heard it all. <laughs> yeah. Our oldest, she, she just doesn't, use them and we always told her we were like you know i i told her i don't personally care if you swear i mean <laughs> it's your choice but yeah. if you do it at school you're gonna get in trouble yeah not by me but at school but be careful yeah uh, she just doesn't she only inadvertently said it you know when she was first learning to speak and say frog and it sounded like fuck and she would say bench and sound like bitch and all that kind of stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> well, my, but the younger one uh -oh. she'll 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 take him for a spin oh really she, <laughs> she, yeah. how yeah. Many, wait how many do you have let me cut into the bernard oh, the the questions yeah how many how many children uh, two, do you have? two girls two girls i got a 12 year old and a six-year-old and a six-year-old okay yeah, 12 and a yeah. six-year-old a little bit of a gap that's a gap yeah that's, that's cool. a gap but that's, a gap. but that's fun you got a 12 year old and the six-year-old so mm -hmm. you got the mixture yeah it's yeah it's we i i made the mistake of thinking that uh we were going to somehow avoid sibling rivalry uh i was wrong by separating them <laughs> by keeping the I'm, ages separate I'm, i mean that's not the sole reason why you know it was mostly like okay time's kind of ticking by and you know we kind of would love for her to have a sibling and right and and so we went ahead and 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 tried for a second one and had her um <laughs> uh, but yeah i was i was wrong they 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 bicker just like they were one year apart it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter right so yeah in, in retrospect probably would have been ideal to just kind of take the band-aid and, and rip it off just knock them both out and be done with it because it was very much and i told i've said this before but um yeah like godfather three uh, like just when i thought i was out they put me uh, back in that's how it felt to have a six-year-old and then all of a sudden be back to diapers and strollers and i can't and, i and can't even all of uh, that. we're one and done dude like we're yeah. one and done. yeah i'm pretty sure well i'm pretty sure i probably shouldn't say that on on the I mean, podcast i'm gonna get in, i'm gonna get in trouble for saying that but um <laughs> but i think we're one and done dude yeah i think we're one yeah, and done. So, hey, yeah. it's all right yeah i mean it's hard though uh all right i'm getting back to bernard here watch this right. we ready for this ready for this Wait on what profession other than your own would you like to attempt Besides, I guess, acting and I'm going to throw music in there because I know. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, uh, really? Should I not? No, is that, no, is that fine, the it's one? No, it's good to force me to. Well, to... well, well, wait a minute. How, how into music are. That was another question I had for you was that, like, you, I know that you're, you were into music, but you, we've never mm -hmm. gotten into how into music you are. Like, yeah. is there a band? Is there like a whole thing? Is there. A... No, no. I, um, <laughs> i just got right guitar out of you yesterday like i was like yeah i was like oh well, we guitar were, it is okay it was kind of like uh from from birth i was into it um and second grade i asked santa for a saxophone and santa wrote me back and told me that i uh he would bring me one in sixth grade if i still wanted to play uh, that's when school start you know teaching it <laughs> yeah right but i i still wanted to play and i played in 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 the band and in, in uh, junior high and 
started taking private lessons soon after that. Yeah, sax. And then was in, yeah, switched to tenor quickly from alto. Um, played in ba- uh, jazz band, marching band, concert band, you know, all of the things, pep band, whatever. Okay. Uh, and then, again, was going to, you know, pursue it in college as well. Didn't. Uh, pretty, not pretty much, completely fell off with sax. I still have my saxophone, but I just, I don't play it. Um, I took up guitar um, and it's been, you know, one step forward, two steps back for the last 20 years. How's it? Is it more guitar now than the saxophone? Is it more? Yeah, I don't play sax at all anymore. I play guitar, you know, it's like I'll go hard for three months and then nothing for nine and then, okay. you know. Um, but uh, I'm on a stretch where I'm playing more and I'm feeling good about it. And hopefully I, I can keep, you know, we're home a lot. And we're home should, a lot, dude. Yeah. Should be able to, you know, knock something, knock something out. All right. That's um, cool. So, yeah. so would it be, so that's your, your answer is musician. Then. You, you would have gone yeah, into music. That's like financially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. Viable dude. or anything like that. I would write. I would, I would love oh, to yeah, write. Yeah. That's um, cool. Sure creative uh, like yeah it has yeah. to be to me it had to be creative like it sounds like that's with you right like it yeah yeah, yeah. It has to be an expression like something mm-hmm. and definitely no financial security <laughs> it's gotta yeah, be no. like it's and gotta I mean, you be. know it happens uh it happens but and i've been able to you know supplement sometimes acting supplements the you know day job and sometimes vice versa you know i've been thinking a lot though about this idea that like you know we're creative and nobody else is if you're a writer you're a painter you're a singer whatever musician actor mm-hmm. um that you're we're creative and no one else is because i feel like and i and, it, and i don't know if i've come up with the best way to articulate this but we were created right right we are creators right and uh everyone is living their life in a creative way. It might not seem outwardly so to, to folks who consider, you know, the aforementioned um, avocations or pathways of, of life uh, to be the, the ultimate and create creative of the creative, you know, um, in creative lives. But um somehow we are being well, I'm mean, just uh, I, I think even just the way that you eat your dinner is a creative affair right we all do it in a very individual way we're very idiosyncratic that way right yeah we are we all have stories we want to tell we all you know I mean children that's the ultimate right you then created a life oh and god yeah pretty Good. devastating moment I watched Jing- Jingle Jangle this morning with my kids and wife and um, which was fantastic okay um, but there was a point where uh, one of the characters says children are a creative vacuum Oof. and Oof. <laughs> it, oh. cut. it cut man yeah that because does it takes, cut it, it takes up you know the it takes up it, the majority of your time well, and energy it it does but dude that's creative you're you're helping to form them of right? course you're helping to guide them much like you would a, a, a piece of art or whatever this is a big topic that's been coming up <laughs> with my wife and i especially yeah. lately yeah. since we've had our daughter yeah i didn't know how much freedom i had to create before mm-hmm. 
we had her, but I wouldn't give a thing up. Right. But I would never have ended up in acting class last year had we not had her. So I never would have said, dude, you know, you're you're not dying without doing it because you always wanted to do it and you're a film Mm -hmm. lover. It was her that, you know, it was it was the days because I'm a stay at home dad. It was the days of staying home with her. But it's yeah, it's a different type of creativity, isn't it? You've created and then you're guiding and you're crafting a life, Mm -hmm. right? You're like, but but your selfish, your personal creation it goes to the side. It really does, dude. It yeah. that that's a cut, man. Wow. Yeah, that's hairy. It's, well, it's tough, you know, because uh, I just I, I've always thought it, if you don't continue to you know forge your own path and and do the things that you need to do for for your individual life, because we're all you know we're we're living parallel lives and we're all going to die alone. <laughs> Not to get too <laughs> macabre about it, but but. You do a disservice to your children if you don't continue to to you know cultivate your own. Yes. And, and listen, I, I I can't even say that I'm necessarily doing that right now. It's it, it ebbs and flows like anything else. Dude, and you totally I, are though, man. Yes, you are. You're yeah. Well, you're, sure, sure. You know, you're demonstrating to them. You know, go for mm-hmm. it, man. I mean, there are no limits. You know. You could do anything. Yeah, absolutely. I told my yeah. wife that when I joined into acting class. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want her to know. I, I won't. I won't leave New York because I want her to know. You know, Dad doesn't stop. He tries everything. That there's no limits. You know, and I wanted mm-hmm. her to see me acting, failing, getting up and trying again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, what was t- the deal? Was for you? Was it like I better get while the getting's good? Like last last um, chance? It was. I was going crazy because it was the first ah. year and a half of her being alive and being home with her. She wasn't talking yet, so I just got over that initial year of shock of like, <gasps> I've got a kid, you know. <laughs> I'm fucking 44. I got a kid. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, like, it's like 44 <laughs> years of selfishness and then bang. Um, right. And I was talking to my wife when she, when she went to bed one night and she said, what do you, uh, she, she was trying to work, man. And she was like, you're going crazy. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm going nuts. I just can't, I love her and I'd never give this up, but something's got to change. I got to do. She's like, look, what, what would you do if it didn't matter? I'm like, I, I don't know. She's like, I'm not talking about taking a class to get a job. I'm talking about like, what would you go for? And I'm like, I'd, I'd just take an act. I'd take acting classes finally. Yeah. She's like, do it, dude. An Fuck hour yeah. later, I signed up for your class. Within Fuck that man. hour, That's... I signed up for that class because of my wife and because of her. Yeah. Good was, on you. Good um, on you. Got you a know? good one there. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. She's, in, she's incredible, dude. She doesn't even know she does it. You know, she's like, mm-hmm. um, but she saw the struggle and she yeah. was, she's just, support. yeah, the support is amazing. Yeah. I got one of those too. I know you do. Very, I know. Very lucky. I know yeah, you yeah. do. We are lucky, man. Very lucky. Uh, yeah. Amen. Uh, all right. So these are good Back questions. Bernie. The fucking Bernie's yeah. got some questions, right? These yeah. are good. Uh, okay. <laughs> what, what profession, uh, oh, right. what profession would you not like? to do 
Yeah, I mean, you know, anything manual labor type type of thing. I've done, <laughs> I, you know, my my uh, dad and and now my brother, they're um, commercial roofing uh, is what the family business uh, is, and um, I did a few summers, and that was plenty. That was it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, know, you were fine. You were fine tar, after that. All that kind of crap. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I yeah. I don't know what I was thinking doing that when I there were a couple of pools in town. I could have been a freaking life lifeguard or something. <laughs> but I, I, that kind of stuff, that kind of um, yeah, the the labor, the stuff. labor, manual uh, labor, and mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. The monotony and the ugh. sure. I mean, there's something you know meditative about it. Um, I just never felt comfortable in any way or knowledgeable. I mean. You're just a grunt, which is fine. I mean, world needs ditch diggers too, or whatever. But it's just not um, your. No. <laughs> um, actually, honestly, I I question whether or not I would rather do that though than work in an office for however many years. I was just gonna say because I tempt and I you know I didn't like that. The only jobs I really liked were I was a cameraman for the local news briefly when I was a teenager. Where <laughs> that are was kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I worked at a movie theater and I bartended. Um, ah, uh, nice. Did you? So wait a minute. Yeah. What, what, when you worked at a movie theater, what you, you're talking about, like projectionist stuff, like, like, no, no. I mean, I'm talking concessions and ticket taking and gotcha. sweeping up popcorn and, and mopping and, and that kind of, did you get to thing. watch movies though? Did you get to, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It would, this would have been, I mean, in the late nineties. So I was I was going to ask you about that, like your yeah. your movie. Well, that's coming, but, you know. Okay. But but but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a list for you. Uh, okay, so what profession would you not like to do? All right, so yeah, yeah, man, here it is. So if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Do you want to go back? <laughs> I might, I might take another crack at it, <laughs> you know, again, <laughs> Sure. but I mean, listen, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to just be tossed willy nilly. I, I, I'm pretty privileged, yeah, you know, amen. middle class that became upper middle class and white straight, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, you know. Every man thinketh his burden is the heaviest, um, but I shouldn't be complaining. Right. You know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm exceedingly uh, lucky guy. Um, so, but if if he was like, "Hey, you want to go do it again? I'll pop you in with everything you know into your like 15 year old body." Amen, dude. That's always that'd it. Be, That's the be dream, right? I've always mm-hmm. thought that. Give me another crack yeah. with everything I, I know. I realize that we are at the age now where we're the like content creators, the people that are writing the movies about going back and being I able know, to do dude. that. I know. Where did that go? Like, where the fuck did the time go, man? I mean, yeah. now we're at that age, right? I've only like, recently started to feel old. I have, it's it's uh, it's been a, it's been kind of rough. <laughs> in my mind, I'm not. You know, uh, exactly. I'm 27 perpetually. I, easily, yeah, dude. Forever. You know. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I'm ever gonna change. I never have. So I mean, I. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's only I hit four. Once I hit the four or five. Um, yeah, I, I felt yeah. it. Maybe with my daughter, I guess. And then the four, sure. I hit yeah. the 45 and I'm like, oh, 
Wait a minute. Right. I'm close Is that what to you are now? 45? Or 40? I just turned 46 like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, brother. That's right. 46. Thank you. I just did, man. And uh, yeah. Oh, right. God, I got to say, getting closer to 50. That's a scary one. That's like, where the hell did that, that fucking happen? That the the decade birthdays don't didn't bother me, but it was 31 and 41 where I was like, yeah. Dumb. Sure, sure. I'm in my 30s. I'm in my 40s. Right. 30s were the best, though. Yeah. Agreed. I think. Agreed. You know, tw- 20s, I was, uh, you know, I was, you know, all over the place. I mean, just a maniac, just howling at the moon. Um, 30s, <laughs> still doing those things, but, you know, I, Lily, our oldest, was born when I was 31. Oh, wow. So oh, that um, grounds you, though. That does. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah. right? To a degree, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, but again, like I, if I was thirty, if I'm forty three and thinking I was twenty, I'm twenty seven. <laughs> imagine how I was at thirty one. <laughs> I was still like, no, we can do, we can do, but we can do everything, dude. I was, bo- and we can, whatever we can. Oh, we can. I'm, I'm trying to be positive. Honestly, positive. it's the truth is, is that there are no limits. There really are not. You know, right. just just don't look like Mickey Rourke in the end. Don't get all that oh, plastic God. surgery. What is he doing yeah. to his face, dude? What is wrong with? Well, Mickey I mean, he Rourke? was a boxer, you know. But I he, he got I, toned, I, tuned up a couple times. I keep hearing that, and I heard him say one thing about the plastic surgery that kind of explained it, you know, it was the boxing, you know, and he took a couple bad fights. And after those fights, he had some surgery done. That was not great. So he had to have Mm -hmm. it fixed. And that's why it's a, that's fucking bullshit, dude. He, he looks (laughs) terrible. I saw him in a trailer for a movie coming up. He's still doing the plastic surgery, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, he looks like Catherine, uh, it's a slippery slope, uh, right? Brazil, uh, Terry Gilliam, the woman, oh, Ka- Catherine. Oh, uh, from Who's the Boss? Yes, and she's got that totally. saran wrap pulled oh, over God, her face. Yeah, yeah. That's what he looks <laughs> like, dude. He looks like that scene. Like, uh, but but he's a king. You know, he's Mickey Rourke, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I grew up loving Mickey. Forget yeah, it. Forget he's, it. He's great. Um, hey, what uh, if you had uh, a choice, like, of a role that you grew up watching like what, what would you say like your your decade of watching movies what would you say it was oh my like god i mean it's like han solo man <laughs> yeah yeah of course <laughs> i mean shit you've got or, that just, you're done whatever you got... harrison ford did oh my god That's i great. would want to do that you know uh give me an indie Indiana indie, Jones, dude. give me a Jack Ryan, give me uh you know what um indie or han solo which one that's a big one. Ooh. I know. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Empire Strikes Back. Like with, Ooh, with God, that's real tough. Oh, that's a that's a killer one. Uh I guess honestly probably Indiana Jones. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I know. This is kind of more swashbuckly. There's just something beginning to end so incredible about that movie. And I'm mm-hmm. not a Spielberg fan at all. Like, I kind of hate him. You know, You're I kinda, a weirdo. Dude, I got to tell you, I think this... <laughs> I am. I, I got to tell you, dude, that fucking... Uh, I'm not even getting into this. Okay. I'll get into, I'm going to get into it a little bit, and then I'm going to jump, okay. jump right out. 
I think right. he and George Lucas single-handedly destroyed the film oh, business, dear. man. Oh, and no. they turned storytelling into... Uh, Gotta um, be a blockbuster. Come on, man. And you can't put... Exactly, correct. And you can't put... You can't put money at the end. You, the money and the creative process don't don't mix, dude. I yeah, not always. No, I don't feel like if your goal is to make money, okay, go go away, okay, because your goal should be to tell a story, and that that should be that should be your total commitment. Um, now. I feel like he compromises, and I've just said this so much, man, uh, this exact sentence. Spielberg compromises his art because his 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 final desire is to make money, is to get you to come back to the theater or to or to rewatch his his films. Put the happy ending in because he knows that the last thing a person remembers is the last thing they saw in a movie. So if it's happy, they'll go back and they'll watch it because they know they left happy the last time. Um, they turned it into like this, this fucking product, right? Like where they're making like, uh, products, not art, not, not like taxi driver or, and I'm not saying it's gotta be death and, you know, Fincher and God bless them and Kubrick and, <laughs> but there's just, it, I just feel like the movie business got it. It wasn't like it just wasn't like that before Star Wars and 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 Jaws. You don't think it's always been about money? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do think it's always been about money, but never to the degree. <laughs> it has been. It has been, but never yeah. to the degree I think of. And maybe this is just because I read too much about it. But once the seventies hit and and Star Wars became the blockbuster that it was, and Jaws came around, yeah. and then ET, right? Um, things fucking changed, dude. And and once once the shareholders saw and the studio head saw how much could be made, you know, that's it. A blueprint was made, and mm. we started to get these these movies made but they had to they had to fill out this certain criteria mm -hmm. this mold right you know uh, have you ever read um i could be butchering this but i believe it's called bambi versus godzilla um by a guy named peter siskind siskind is that the know. guy did he write possibly did he write um raging bulls Taxi Drivers and Raging Bulls. Ooh, yeah, might be the same guy. Is that maybe the same one dude? One of those two books dude. Um, was about, you know, the studio system kind of breaking up. You're talking Easy Rider and then the advent of of uh, independent film. Yes. And then that through the 70s, the sort of auteur uh, directors of the 70s. And then in like you're talking um, uh, Redford with, with, you know, this this. Frickin', what do you call it, Utah? Uh, um, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, where like all of a sudden I'm like, uh, oh, you stupid dipshit. Like, remember things. You will you remember know. it, right. Um, Old ass brain uh, forgetting what do you mean? all this garbage. Uh, uh, Red Sundance. Fruit. Butch Cassidy, right. Butch well, no, and, but Sun, Sundance and Sun, all of that. Oh, and, the Sundance and, and then, Festival and then for the Miramax Independent. And Weinstein, and, and it covers all of this, this, uh, the, this burgeoning independent film scene and how that affects studios and all this kind of stuff. It's really a, it's been a long time since I've read it, but it's really, it that's awesome. Really? And interesting and frightening. And <laughs> okay. Um, 
but it's about so, the story versus so it's like how the independent film like I, uh, yeah i guess overall I, I could be i could be totally you know screwing the pooch on this one but, but uh, it sounds, it sounds it like it yeah the one that i you read was the easy riders and raging bulls and it was and again i might be flipping the two and that's the one does well, it sound like i'm talking about the same thing uh, it well it does except that what you're going into is like where where that one ends so that one kind of finishes where spielberg and lucas are in control and mm. now the industry is what it is but okay. it celebrated more of the 70s and the heyday and how they all came up coppola de palma scorsese mm. lucas um spielberg they all came from southern california they all came up together but yeah. then spielberg and lucas went off and bang you know and coppola did his thing but it wasn't about you know yeah. I just think I just think that, uh, it's I, all right. You're entitled to your opinion. I do. I, mean, I, I think I like me some Spielberg. I can't I can't lie about that. I think he's a, he's, he's, he's an a good amazing storyteller. He's an amazing director. He's, he's got a an, great lighting lighting designer. He works with all the time and um, a f fantastic photography. You know, mm -hmm. great editing. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a. Tr I'll tell you, it was it was really wild. I did um, my the last time I did background extra wasn't extra work wasn't that long ago, and and uh, it was on his movie The Post, and the scene got completely cut. Oh. It was a huge, huge scene. Two hundred and seventy five extras. Um, Street Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, yeah, uh, dude, yeah, all, yeah, all these folks on set, and we're all like, you know, coat and tie, and it's like a masquerade ball and. Truman Capote that Truman Capote through. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1965. Yeah. And wait a minute, um, this was cut from the movie. It was cut from the movie. Oh. Yeah. Which, well, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, you know, I'm just going to be a blur. Okay. Um, just right. filler. Uh, which, uh, but it was really cool to watch. Just all of them work. Okay. So efficient. I mean. I think at some point, a director like Spielberg or whatever, I've heard the same about Clint Eastwood, where it, you're working with the same folks, you, there's a shorthand and you can knock things out two, three, four takes. Okay. Um, you've got great crew top to bottom that are just just moving it along. You're watching Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks like talk and figure things out. And, Were you? Did you um, see these guys? Spielberg is that? literally walking around with doing the finger box thing. Is he doing <laughs> like, that? Is that really? Yes. Yeah, his um, his first, I think it's his first AD, Janusz something or other. Okay. Um, kind of, it seems, you know, comes in, does does the thing, kind of gets things set, and then, you know, almost like a last look, uh, Spielberg comes in, they make adjustments, and then they rip a couple off and then move on. I mean, it really? was really, because, again, straight Tom Hanks. Did you see, uh, you saw them working in their element? Did you? Yeah. No way, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, was cool. that awesome? Was that it was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I mean, you're not it's not like I get to like sit and hear everything they say, but you sort of from afar, or, you know, one time I was like, you know, it's like big round banquet tables and Spielberg's walking through them and I was and we were no on the opposite shit. end like no if I walk this way and he walks this way, we would walk by each other. No and, way, dude. And I and and I think he sensed that I was like, no, oh, which way is he going to go? No and way. was like kind of don't want not wanting to walk by me. <laughs> I I'm certainly projecting, but uh, no way, dude. The coolest thing that happened on set was wild. So they had this actress playing. Um, oh, see, damn it! No, I'm 
I can forget her name. Is she? She's um, in the. She's in the movie. She. She wasn't cut. She was. It's a real person who was a. Um, was huge in the in the. I'm gonna table this. I don't want to. I don't want to okay. like sit around and like. No be, problem. No know, problem. No problem. Dumb. But it'll, it'll pop up later, and I'll be like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You could do that. You could throw that at yeah. me. Okay. Anyway, you know Spielberg. <laughs> you know, uh, pros and cons. Okay. Like, like any artist. Well, and and someday there, you know, there are gonna be actors out there um, who watch Wes or or Mike Geezy and go, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't, can't stand. <laughs> there will be. Can't there will stand be. that actor. I don't know what it is, but you know <laughs> something what I mean? about him. Yes, God, God. Uh, Sorry if you can hear my my six year old screaming. Hey man, time. you never have to apologize to me. Yeah, my can't. I'm surprised. Well, mine mine is asleep, so that's the only reason you. you. Yeah, that's the only reason you're not hearing her screaming. Um, is it is it important to have like a is a positive attitude towards you like a positive attitude when you're on set or when you're, when you're teaching, is it? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like how essential. hard is that? Like to, to make sure that you're being like positive and giving off that energy. Like, <laughs> you know, this, this line from, from the play, I, I'm almost positive. It's from this play called five women wearing the same dress. And one of the characters says, happiness is hard work. Yes, it is. I know that for me, if I really want to be firing on all cylinders and happy and, and productive and, and I mean, it's all the things that you hear all the time. Eat well, get sleep, right? you know, drink water, uh, exercise. <laughs> um, I got to do all of that and more. I got to be taking vitamin D and I got to be um, vitamin D, reading man. inspirational like quotations and doing like listening to YouTube affirmation things and really just, you know, journaling. And if I can do all that, mm-hmm. then I can maintain, you know, I don't get to- too, you know, uh, steamrolled by my own neuroses. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, I, I do my best work when I'm when I'm kind of clear eyed. Um, clear eyed, yeah, sure, sure. In that way, so um, it's got to be. I, I definitely fall fall prey to the, you know, when I'm working, I'm that way, and and when I'm not, I can tend to be excessive in the in the other direction. Yeah, right. You know? Well, you must have to balance it sometimes. Sometimes, <sighs> well, man. Everything in moderation, moderation, right? Yeah. Well, we're human, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's got to be something. You know, it's got to give at some point, or else you're gonna, you know, go mm-hmm. nuts. I mean, how do you? You're fucking human. Uh, Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem. Okay. Fucking a, dude. Right. Okay. So, so the post. Feminist the, leader, right? Yes. So there was an actress playing Gloria Steinem. Okay. We were, we were on a break and I walked through this like sort of ante room okay. um, to get to the ballroom or whatever. <laughs> and and there's this young actress playing and dressed as Gloria Steinem. And then there's Gloria Steinem walking uh, towards each other. And no then they way. hug and I was like kind of walking, you know. It was, it was, a, I don't know, it was crazy, a cool, dude. It was a little cool, weird, that is weird crazy. moment that happened. Anyway, <sighs> what, hey man, what, what is Edie Falco like? You worked on Nurse Jackie. Uh, yeah? She was cool. She was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 I love Yeah. Her, she was, the, she was she, nice. Was she like a uh, down to earth? Like, yeah. 
I mean, I met her um, briefly, and then we sat next to each other in the the makeup, you know, the hair and makeup trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had her dog with her. Um, we we had a like a early morning brief rehearsal, okay. kind of ran through some stuff, um, camera setups and whatever. Had a little break, came back and shot. The sad thing was we were in tight quarters in this old abandoned um, hospital, and when we were acting together i could not see her oh. uh, she was behind the camera and they just gave us like tapes on the outside of the frame oh of the camera so i had a tape a mark um the mother had a tape mark the, okay. the brother had a tape mark so i was just acting oh. to tape um you know so and anybody who is out there feeling shitty about having to do zoom acting classes these are if you're not just acting to the camera and you're you know kind of taking it off camera a bit it's mm. a good uh good experience because you will uh, sometimes mm. not be acting to the person's face that you would you know that you're going to be in the scene with um, people, people don't realize that i don't think it happens yeah I mean, they don't they don't realize know. like um, uh like when you're doing when they're doing the close-ups right i guess uh there's a master shot I mean, I've never mm-hmm. been on a set. I've never been, but I mm-hmm. just from what I understand, right? The master shot, and then they they do a close up. Let's say um, this is a story. I'm going to tell you uh, uh, why I'm bringing this up. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson stepped in. Was it Scorsese? Was it Scorsese in The Departed? Possibly, okay. and uh, they were doing um, they were doing the close up scenes for a scene that they were shooting, and he was off screen reading i guess mm-hmm. so is it is it is it normal for another actor to do so so, so like i'm going to give you the scenario like say it's like leonardo dicaprio and they're mm-hmm. and you saw the departed correct you, yeah yeah of course, of course yeah, right love it love it right totally how fucking great is that movie such a good one <laughs> the movie's amazing it's the last movie i can remember finishing in the theater and wanting to go right back and buy another ticket oh i mean and dude it was great uh I'm not going to even get into this, but I'm going to say this and I'll, and then I'll get back to what I was saying. Um, it took that long for Scorsese to get a fucking Oscar. The Oscars are rigged. Something's going on there, man. Dude, something's going on. I don't like the political crap. Come on. I don't like it. Um, just destroyed me to see him lose for gangs of New York, to see him lose for God, for the Goodfellas. I was 15 years old. I saw Goodfellas three times in the theater. Okay. 15 years old. I saw him lose. Then I met him. I saw, yeah, yeah, man. I was at a screening of Cape fear over here in Syosset and, um, right close to where I live. And they were doing a test screening, right? An advanced test screening. And, uh, my friend got four tickets. My friend, Sean, up sean and me sean eric scotty we all went to the theater in syosset and we sat down and and they handed us pamphlets you know out and you're gonna fill these out when the movie's over and then the lights dimmed and then a, a crowd of people come in okay and uh at the end of the crowd of people there because we're sitting in the balcony is fucking martin scorsese dude i I you know I can't I want his autograph but I can't I can't 
so I, mm-hmm. I leave the theater and I go into the lobby and I pace for two hours. So the, oh, no. <laughs> his security guard comes up to me. I got to make this short. Uh, his security guard comes up to me and says, uh, dude, what's, what's the matter? What's going on? And I'm like, I just, I just got to meet him. Who are you talking about? I'm like, Mar- Martin Scorsese, I got to meet him. He's not here. Yeah, he's here. He's upstairs. I'm 17, dude. He's like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm like, he's here. He's here. I'm telling you he's not here. I'm telling you he's not here. We're arguing back and forth. What are you? I'm in high school. What do you, you love film? I love film. I'm like, I just want to meet the guy. I just want to shake his hand. Look, I'm telling you, Martin Scorsese, he's not here. Woman comes down in an escalator with like three other people. Uh, is there a place to get coffee around here? And I'm like, but that's his mom. That's his fucking, <laughs> that's his mom. The guy immediately is like, are you kidding me? He's, Tony, come here, come here. The kid picked out his mother. He picked <laughs> out his mother. He's like, all right, what can I do for you? I'm like, just tell me where he's coming at. Just tell me how I can meet him. I just want to shake his hand. I don't want an autograph, nothing. I just want to shake his hand. He's like, all right, look. See that escalator where that guy's standing? That's where he's going to be coming out of. Now, you got to you got to be over there quick, okay? Mm-hmm. If you get close to him and he seems a little irritated, he you got to get away because people are going to come and take you away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right." He's like, "But just watch that watch that entrance and I'll do whatever I can to make it easy for you." So, I wait and the escalator finally opens and there he is and the lobby's filled and my friends are like, "Where the fuck did you go?" And I'm like, "I've been waiting down here cuz of Martin Scorsese and uh Finally, he walks out of the elevator, and I walk up, and I'm like, Mr. Scorsese, and he turns around, and he's like, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, my name is Wes Kendall. I just want to say I'm a really big fan of yours. Uh, uh, I'm a really big fan. I love your work. And he's like, oh, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming. And that was the day I shook the hand of Martin Scorsese, man. Uh, there you go. Um, so I love Scorsese. Yeah, so The Departed was great, but let's get back to what I was saying. I was just trying to say, like, back to your block, the blocking is it or not blocking but sure people don't realize i guess when they're shooting like a master they do the they do the take right and then they have to do the close-ups of the actors doing Mm -hmm. the same scene like doing their responses just in case they need that footage is that what it is i guess during editing like yeah yeah you generally start start wide with an establishing shot a wide shot a master shot and okay then you, you put you just push in okay uh, you just keep pushing in and then you're maybe a, a two shot medium close-up and then you're doing you know close-ups of each person extreme close-up you know you're getting their eye or whatever because you they have to light that stuff like, all different it, right like yeah exactly okay so that's that, what takes the that's what takes up most of the time on set lighting um, working uh, as an actor on set it's a lot of hurry up and wait does it it's it's the the lighting that that um takes takes a while and you know because you're rigging electric electricity you know you know there's a, whatever there's tons of tons oh, sure. of folks doing a lot of hard hard work and the guys doing the photography are just being you know being a photographer i understand you know the guys doing mm-hmm. the photography are really specific i bet about how this sure. has got to look and then mm-hmm. they got to go to the other side of the table right and do well jack nicholson apparently was willing to sit there and read his lines for the actors right and cool. the, di- the director i want to maybe it wasn't scorsese maybe it was rob reiner and maybe it was a few good men i'm thinking oh. of mm-hmm. and tom cruise it was the courtroom scene i think yes i think it was the courtroom scene and rob reiner said to him you know you don't 
we, you don't have to do this. You know, we, we can read off, off camera to, to, to Tom. We, and he's, and, and Jack Nicholson said, I love acting. That's what uh -huh. he said. That was his answer, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and he's, and he was happy to do it. You know, he was happy mm -hmm. to be on set when he wasn't required and yeah. So, yeah. 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 And then, he, I mean, you hear stories about uh, like Marlon Brando, he, um, when he and Rod Steiger were in the back of that car in on the waterfront, waterfront. The, yeah. like, could have been a contender, that could whole thing. Contender. Yeah. When, when Rod Steiger shot his stuff, uh, Marlon Brando wasn't there. Ah. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Steiger, I, I feel like I remember him telling a story about how he was like, yeah, I got to act with him, but I... Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> didn't, didn't really, maybe? I, I'm trying to remember if there's a two-shot of him. I'm trying to and remember, too. To I yeah, I remember it being like a two-shot, So they right? must have done that, and then done Marlon's coverage, and then he left, and then they did Rod's, and then that was that. Marlon, man. Marlon Brando, yeah, he's, something he's something else, man. You you've been doing this a long time, okay? Mm -hmm. Acting. Now, I saw I saw you live, right? I saw you acting mm -hmm. on stage. You looked confident, comfortable. You you said you did forty performances. So, mm -hmm. and I guess I I must have seen the tail end of it because COVID slammed us like right after I saw yeah. you, right? Yeah. Um. And uh, and for the public out there, seventeen minutes is the play that I saw by Scott Organ. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is fantastic. This is it's amazing. And where it starts, yeah. you 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 don't know where it's going to end, and where it does end, you have no idea it's going there. And mm -hmm. uh, and Mike's wife, Shannon, is mm -hmm. is that right? Yeah, Patterson. Sh mm -hmm. Shannon Patterson. She's fantastic in it. Also, she was yeah, she, she was. was she was also magnetic in it. Um, mm -hmm. But do, do you still get butterflies when you when you go out? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're smiling. So yeah, you do. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it doesn't go. I gotta, take a, I gotta go to the bathroom before every performance. Okay. Yeah. See me pull, see me pull up on that one. I was like, I was, <laughs> I'm gonna try to be civilized, and not say that I gotta take a crap. <laughs> but here I am saying it. Every performance, I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah. All the things. Um, and it's it's a little bit different prep every time. I was, um, I think, you know, much to the chagrin of my castmates, I was I found a corner uh, backstage where I would kind of headbang to uh, to a Rage Against the Machine song. No way. Um, it was like I would do that, and then I would listen to Jason Isbell, just whatever, just kind of a new you know pre pre-game process happens every every time you go out does it? um but yeah always but once you're once you're on stage and doing it you got a couple lines under your belt usually it falls away especially if you're you know like you have seen in class like if you're doing things it tends to yeah the lines flow more freely and mm -hmm. and uh it tends to relax you and all those good things but before, so, yeah, but, but right before though, mm -hmm. you still you still do get the butterfly. Definitely. Really, and I don't imagine I would ever not. I mean, I just I, I don't know because <laughs> I, I feel like there's some famous actor that was like, you know, freaking shoot me if I ever am not <laughs> nervous right. before going out there. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, but I think you know, there's something to be said about that that kind of kinetic energy that you know. I, I feel that too. Yeah. I, if, as long as it's not crippling and listen, if, if you're dealing with those types of things, then you just deal with it. 
Like mm-hmm. uh, my hand, I'm on stage here and my hand is shaking. Well, um, I'm just going to, you know, do what I would do in real life. You know, like make a fist and stretch my hand out and, and yeah. deal with whatever it is. Um, because then, then it becomes part of the story. Um, if you are try to deny something like that, uh, it tends to um, intensify. And it'll hurt the performance. It'll start distracting you, right? Like, Maybe, yeah, probably, possibly. You know, it might it might then look like a nervous actor as opposed to um, this character's you know hand is shaking, but you know that that actor is you know the character's dealing with it, right? God, I didn't pick up on any like you. You just owned mm-hmm. the scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you Thank came you. out and it's your it, it was an act. And you came out, and I just wished I saw more of well, you. I, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't say, listen, the, that play is so fantastic. I mean, it's just so well-written. So incredible. Well, Scott so is such well written. A, an incredible um, playwright, and it makes it easy when yeah. the right. words are good, right. when the story is good. It makes it easier to learn, mm-hmm. and it makes it easier to do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were already, you know, a few steps ahead coming out of the gate because because it's such a powerful story yeah right like you um, would, this is it reminds me of what you would say when you were teaching like like let the words do the work man i mean mm-hmm. the words are there you know you don't yeah you don't, don't have, have to go over usually put any extra stank on it yeah right right and the you words know. were there did you did you improvise at all or did you no no Wow. No, and not. I mean, I'm trying. And it to think, seemed you know, like you. You know, it was coming right off the cut. I mean, it didn't. Right. It really well, did, dude. That's fucking know, that's great acting. Of, well, that's what we're aiming for, right? At the Barrel Group, you know, the, the best technique is invisible. Yeah, it totally is. Right. You were. So. You would always say, like, there is no should. That's always mm-hmm. what I took away. Like mm-hmm. when you said that, I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. It could be anything. It's massive. It's just, it's like what I was telling you the other day. It just opens a door in your mind that, yeah, yeah, d- that you didn't even know was closed. You know, like, right. oh, there is no wrong yeah. way. There is no should. There is no. Yeah. Our ideas are inevitable and they, but they can be a guide mm-hmm. for us to cr- craft a, a performance, right? Um, but eventually, you know, at some point, you got to take those actor blinders off and realize the possibility, you know? Right. Um, right. Often the, the, spontaneous um is going to be you know a thousand times more interesting than whatever your idea was right 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 and when we're playing our ideas it seems it seems to me that like the actor is trying to dictate to the audience how they should feel and that to me as an audience member tends to feel uh false i spent a lot of time in college and and thereafter Mm -hmm. you know uh years after um trying to feel things trying and, to feel and and many of the actors that you know, in, my, in my college were doing the same and that's what it looked like actors trying to feel things and not human beings living you know in front of us being real letting it flow being natural being Just, really you know, looking to the script to tell us what to do and then doing those things right right letting context lead you to to the behavior and then you see in class like over and over that then when you are just doing the real thing it again relaxes you it helps tell the story um it takes effort falls away Mm -hmm. um 
when you're able to then let go. That's one of those things that I mentioned um, earlier about how a lesson comes back around however many years later. Right. Um, it you do this preparatory work, mm. and then you just gotta, you know, forget about it mm. and trust that it's there. Right. And that was a really difficult thing for me to do. And to not bring all of the work on stage and I'm working on this and I'm working on that. I'm working on these things and whatever. And that's a lot to carry around. Whereas um, I'm just going to, you know, drink this water and say the lines and, and say I'm like a normal human being speaks, make sure I'm heard. Cause if I'm not heard, then we're not telling the story. But your accent changed, your posture changed. I mean, mm. you're, you developed mm -hmm. that you you mm -hmm. found that in the character was it directed yeah. or was it uh, i i think a bit of both um okay you know uh it was around this time that we were rehearsing we started in november of last year okay oh, and wow. um <laughs> you know seth at some point said you know i feel like this could be kind of like a transformative thing and i was like yeah yeah okay cool and i had some ideas going into meeting with our our um costume designer and she was on the same page as i was um and we all you know it's a, like a collaborative kind of spitballing i was thinking about carhartt jacket or whatever the hat the you know boots you know, you know rough rough them up and you did um you did at this time last year i was uh a little more svelte and um had i was clean shaven and yes you were short hair and, and whatnot yeah and you know it's kind of those those things where like this guy is not at home doing p90x like you know what i mean no. uh <laughs> he's so not. let the facial hair grow um and and um you know even like what would i have in my pockets like keys of you know swiss army knife whatever was it down to that did you get to yeah you know yeah I, I think one of the last things i wish i would have done is have my hands be a little bit dirtier yeah but like People wash their hands. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was my justification for <laughs> not having. I mean, I got it's no. That one's know, okay. Look right. at my hands, and and like, this guy's never done an honest day's work in his in his life. Right. Um, but you know, to like that was that last thing. Right? You know, those things you you think back on months later, and you're like, ah, oh, I could have done this, that. But yeah, um, I kind of leaned into my own accent my midwestern accent the hard a's and like i had a feeling you were doing that did you do that okay yeah and that it just does. sort of finds its way it found its way to a little bit maybe lower register ish yeah uh, and then like some like southerny it kind of it was kind of oh it sounds terrible <laughs> well i picked up I, pi I picked it up though yeah but i mean he's what? a blue collar guy you know um, yeah so i'm not speaking very like i'm it's you know only to be heard by the audience but otherwise it's you're dropping ends of line ends of words you know you're not saying the ing you, you know those kinds of things mm -hmm. can you're not pronunciating so like, like, every... like think about it that the, all these are all those things that you can do as an actor to take the to take the weight off your shoulders right. i'm wearing i'm wearing um roughed up work boots i've got you know cargo pants i've got a you know padded flannel i've got uh the hat and the my hair's growing out a bit and and i've got the big goatee with the scruff all over the place the second i walk on stage you all everyone in the audience is already like helping tell the story right 
They're right. all taking all that information in and they're projecting the rest of they're they're projecting onto you. Okay. They have certain ideas and they have certain feelings about whatever this type of guy is. Totally. And then the words can just come out and I'm drinking a beer and I'm eating popcorn. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, but you're, that delivery though, dude. First fucking line. Here we are, right? <laughs> right Two right. most hated men in town. Am I saying that right? Is that the right? Well, my first, I, I speak first and I say, all justice is poetic. Yeah, you did that right. Yeah, right. It's right. a good one. That's what you did. That's yeah. great. That's great. All um, justice is all justice is poetic. And yeah. when did you say? Was it the two? So here we are. The two. What'd you say? Yeah, at some point I say the two most hated men. Dude, you own it's been, that. It's been a hot second. It, it it has been. But I tell you, that's why. So Ira Glass from so Ira Glass from This American yeah. Life ended up seeing the play. I want to say like two weeks after I saw the play, because okay. then he wrote about it and mm -hmm. picked out Mike Geezy. <laughs> as exact that's that he's the one character you're the one character the first he one that he brought up about other people no he did, did he talk but, about but oh, the okay, first okay. one he brought up was you dude he, oh. like the first thing the two most hated the first the first one yeah, should... well prominently prominently he did the first yeah. two yeah the um the two most hated men in town and you knew it struck him Mm -hmm. I, right, Ira? I don't know. Right? Yeah, props to Scott, man. Dude. It, yeah. But when you delivered it, it was, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I had been waiting. I mean, I was waiting anyway. I'm like, you know, where, you know where's, where's Mike? Where's Mike? Where's Mike? And then, <laughs> you know, then the lighting and the bar. Yeah, great and lighting, the, right? Yeah. Oh, such great light. You know, the set mm -hmm. was excellent. And mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. about it was excellent. You know, yeah. Barrow Group did a fantastic job. But, yeah. But, uh but your posture i didn't even know it was you and then you turned around and i'm like mike dude I'm <laughs> that is the the highest compliment for me like really? I, like i you know like i mentioned about phil and and all all the actors that i really really love they're they're the transformative kind you know the yeah the phil's and the and the um you know what i'm talking about i know um, exactly what you're talking about yeah they live they're they, lewis and oh I mean, my we, God. we had that conversation not too long ago about about de niro versus pacino and pacino like mm -hmm. i said has kind of in his late career come to this very transformative place and, and every role is pretty wildly different yeah um so i'm i'm kind of like really been been digging on that um I'll but agree. I, think I used to think it was such a big, hairy deal that, like, I, I, I didn't go off. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go and learn how to be a cobbler or whatever. I can't do it. I have kids, and I'm, not oh, yeah. you know, I don't have the money to do it. Whatever. Of course, right. Um, right. But, like, that, again, back to, the, like, the barrel group and, and how they de demystify the process, it, it's like, okay, so like, just like what I said, what, what does the script telling me? All right. Blue collar, blah, blah, yada, yada, like get the boots, get the whole thing. And then, and then, you know, that, that affects how you behave. Mm -hmm. Um, and all, and, and it all just is, is, uh, of, you know, it's pieces of a whole, it, it all just kind of comes together, you know? Um, it was crazy. There's it's less, mysterious than it than it really is you know sorry did i mean that did I, does that make sense less it's, mysterious it's than it really is yeah. it's not all that mysterious yeah you know what i mean it's talking and doing stuff in a place 
But for the audience, else, it, you know? it is uh, for the audience. Mm-hmm. It's oh my god, and especially if you know you, you know, right? Sure, oh. sure, sure. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. It was great. It was just yeah. and man, you're making me miss it even more. I forgot no, how much I missed it. Really, mm-hmm. I bet, I bet. Yeah, I was upset after COVID, especially because then I just saw such things. Um, yeah, I saw explosions happening for you, and and then then for everybody, I guess it was just yeah, shut, it was just shut down everything, yeah. right? And but yeah, it feels very much like it felt after nine eleven. Yeah, it does. It's scary. Um, oh God, worse, worse, uh, because I mean, at this point, we've got a nine eleven every day. The so. city is nothing like it was a year ago, dude. That's scary, you know? It's nothing like it was. It's changed radically. People are... Mm-hmm. This is this has crippled us. Yeah. Well, all right. So uh, I'm going to ask you this. Um, do you have a favorite... Do you have a favorite um, director that you would want to work with? Uh, a fa- Like if you could pick one guy, mm-hmm. you know... Who would that? Who would that be? Who would that director be? Like, like, a, 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 and I know that's a tough one to narrow down to one. I know it's yeah. tough, but I'm trying to think of who I've heard is good with actors. You okay, know? that's important because, like, you hear you hear stories about like somebody like David O. Russell, whose movies I love, right? Yeah. Flirting with Disaster and I Heart Huckabees and whatever. Yeah. Um, but you hear these like stories of him like berating. That, um, is that actors. true? Same with same with Kubrick. You know, you hear him talking. You know, t- treating you know um, Shelley Duvall, Shelley Duvall like shit. Oh. And I, I can't function under under that. Um, no, I, I I need constant praise. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Just like you know, that's probably another thing that's great about the Braille Group is like it's great, great, so great, so great. Good job, good job, good job, good job. Okay, so let's blah 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 blah. I brought that up to you before. I loved but, that. You know? Yeah, after everything, um, it was always. Great, great job, great job, yeah. and it helps so much, you know. Just... When, when when directors do that, for me, um, even though I know what they're doing, I right. I appreciate it. You it do, just, right? It's helpful. Um, you know, at least w- with film, you can you know you can watch it back and see. Oh, okay, um, I do this. I maybe don't want to do that anymore, or whatever. But with with um, theater, sometimes for me, it can be a bit of a mind fuck because you. You don't know. You have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, people, right. Some people, some people are saying it's good. I hope they're I, right. I hope they're right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's I got to take their word the on ether. it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's just out there. And 40, um, 40 performances. How the hell do you know? Like what? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's not like, it's not like every 40 and you know, all 40 are recorded somewhere that you can, mm-hmm. you can go over them and go, yeah, yeah. like you don't know what, you know, are there, and yeah. there are off nights, I guess, that you have that you feel like you've had. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they probably didn't come across anything as bad as you thought like no. you know like no that's something like uh, and listen i i still go get in my head about it but but um <laughs> you uh, <laughs> the audiences generally are um enjoying whatever show it is about the same they may be more demonstrative one night to the next okay but w- what you're doing isn't i mean 
it's varying a lot. I mean, it's spontaneous and all that great stuff. Right. But you're still kind of hitting marks and making sure you're saying the same things and doing this, that, and the other where you're supposed to be doing it. So um, you're right. It doesn't change too terribly much and and it's a good thing to remember i think as as a as an actor that like the the story's getting told oh my god yeah i'm kind of letting letting go of that but the direct the director thing like i mean i don't yep. know about picking one but you know i can rattle off a thousand like all the major guys i mean uh scorsese and and um I'd love to work with Derek C in France. I'm not sure if I'm saying that the right way. Um, uh, what did he do? I believe he did um, Place Beyond, Beyond the Pines. Oh, yeah, 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 right. And my cousin would know that, actually. That oh, my God, he loved it. I didn't see it, but... The new, the new one with, um, uh, with Mark Ruffalo, where he plays uh, twins. Oh, the... I H- think he did it. I'm going to feel so stupid if this the, is wrong. The HBO thing. I think he did mm-hmm. do that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, I think he but, did. But... Uh, I love Wes Anderson. I mean, I would do Paul Thomas Anderson, um, oh my uh, God. Fincher, Christopher Nolan. I mean, all these heavy hitters that are like oh. big, you know, big right now. But hell, I mean, is Rob Reiner going to direct something? I know. Where, Sign me up. What happened? Whatever. Where did he go? He's, he's just, fantastic. You know? He's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, between Fincher and uh, Nolan, what do you think? I'd probably want to... I'm curious about uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You ought to talk to Larry, who is the main guy in, in 17 Minutes. His, It seems like every damn thing he has done in his career has just been checking off bucket list. But, um, oh, shit. Is he's in your... The Departed. Is he? He's one of he's one of the priests when the when Jack Nicholson and Leo are at this, like, diner. Yeah, of course. And, and he, he draws the picture. The and right, really? Second on the peck is... <laughs> No way. He's the young priest. Is he? Oh, my God, man. Right there, you got Jack, uh, Leo, and Scorsese. Scorsese. Check, check, check. Um, He worked with Pacino. He played Jay Paterno in the Paterno um, HBO thing. Oh, get out of here. He had a bunch of shit with with Al. Jack. Uh, it's it's wild so yeah you should totally talk to larry because he's got some he's got some cool stories oh that's great did he really Mm -hmm. he was great he was great he was amazing man Mm -hmm. all right all right all right well what about an actor or an actress is there is there somebody that you've seen that that you'd love to just perform with like Mm -hmm. um you know like just uh to to get in there and chew it up with them like yeah, yeah. Anybody that you could think of offhand, like a dream, you know, like the dream, yeah. like the dream, like, you know, casting situation. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, all of those again. Okay. All of those sure. fucking guys. Right. Right. You know, just, just throw them at me. Okay. Uh, but then also, you know, there, there are random like folks that are under, under the radar, like Garrett Delahunt. <laughs> or we we've talked about scoot mcnary uh, like guys that are really good that are coming up and it's just like oh shit man well, i mean garrett dillon's been all around for a long time he was yeah he has um i want to say he was in uh groundhog day he's been yeah he was in great he and was he's like the <laughs> in the little couple and he's like gets wrestling tickets or whatever i think that's garrett Dillahunt. am i wrong i think it's him i feel like maybe i'm wrong is he not in Grand Dog, Grand Dog's Day? Dillahunt? 
It's somebody like that, though. Oh, my God. I got to tell you what. Tell me. Two nights ago, Shannon and I watched um, Uncle Frank. Uh, and it's... Uncle it's, Frank. Um, Alan Ball wrote it. And he, um, Alan uh, Ball. Was the, oh, was Uncle Frank. Six Feet Under. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Right? You know Paul Bettany? Sure, sure. Was... Well... Out of this world. Just... I, blew my fucking door i read off. something about incredible. it incredible really incredible i mean he's he's just you, you gotta you gotta check him out he's i heard fantastic. this was i heard it was excellent and i heard he's mm -hmm. amazing in yeah. it yeah so i mean paul bettany, paul bettany. On, you know on there um uh who else i mean what about an actress? Do you get an actress, an actress that you? Yeah, I mean, again, Meryl. Meryl. Um, the, the, the one, one, one actress that kind of fits the bill along the lines of the Scoot and the and the Garrett, yeah, Bill Hunt yeah. and whatever, is um, um, Merritt Weaver. Yeah, you brought her up. Uh, what is she look from? Her up. She's in. I mean, she had a um, a role. Uh, she had a role in the walking dead um but she's been oh you know just quietly brilliant for yes. a Merit number Weaver. of years you uh, said that um super real and and just vulnerable and and does her thing um it, conan o'brien tells this story about like you know hollywood or this industry is like this you know this just bunch of noise it's the an orchestra playing everybody's playing their own thing mm -hmm. uh, and if you're playing the triangle and that's your thing you just keep playing that triangle just ding 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 <laughs> ding until eventually somebody is going to go what is that sound <laughs> okay you hey you with the triangle get over here yeah she has been just fucking hitting her triangle man and, really? and has has really just put in some fantastic finally getting heard like finally yeah i mean and then you know like think about uh a fellow barrel group uh actress uh allison wright who i got to work with on you know at the barrel group right right um in a in a short play she's the first of all she's is this wonderful the, and hilarious and the american the americans the americans she's exactly. she played, phenomenal she's, what did i just see I, her in i just saw her in another movie also um well she's in the she's in snowpiercer right now okay um, jennifer connelly um, snowpiercer the exactly, show exactly um, uh, the show she was in, she, um she, ryan murphy likes her a lot and is in, has put her in a couple of things that, um, that's good uh right i just saw her play she was like a double agent. She was. It was a flip side of the Americans, and it was. Was it? Was she like? Um, it was uh, almost sneaky a, Pete. Not sneaky Pete. It was very recent, and she popped up. Ah, uh, what was it? What was it? Was it from a while ago? Hmm. Uh, I don't know, but she. I okay. saw her um, at the Bear Group, and I had not met her. And it was like a you know night, an evening of one acts, and she had this like whatever fifteen minute monologue where she comes in to talk to her dead father's body on a stretcher, and I she I mean uh, it reminded me of how I felt when I first realized uh, who Phil was. Really? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like really? that's the feeling I got watching her. She's that good. She's just undeniable. She She's is undeniably she talented. Is and, unbelievable. And she and she has has 
found success because she's just so fucking good. She is so fucking good. She mm-hmm. uh, she may get overlooked from that series, The Americans. I feel like The Americans didn't get half the credit it deserved. Yeah, hey, yeah. dude, what a mm-hmm. fucking amazing show mm-hmm. that was. You know, um, a director I'd love to I'd love to work with. Yeah, um, Jason Bateman. Dude, absolutely. Wait. And what I'd I, love to act with him. Did you see anything of uh, Ozark yet, of the Ozarks yet? I'm caught up. Oh, my God. And it's fantastic. Uh, I heard some weird news, too. I heard that they might not come with the season four. Is that... I um, hope they I don't, don't do that, dude. I mean, man. I don't know. I don't they got to do a season. Because the episodes... It's funny when they announce, like, who's going to direct the... Ep- you know, who directed the episode. They don't do that till the end. It's usually the episodes that just gut me. And then directed by jason bateman i'm like what the and after that happened like five or six times i'm like this guy is and i've been watching jason bateman since i was a kid dude i mean i know right right? i I remember him in in all those sitcoms like watching him and then i remember him vanishing and then arrested development and now he's making his way back up and now he's jason bateman Mm -hmm. and then now directing and dude Mm -hmm. he's got skills dude from what i understand uh somebody i can't remember who i know worked with him on a on something that went to the tribeca film festival and said that he was also very technically um knowledgeable on set like knowing exactly like what lenses to use which he's got to be dude He's got I mean, to be. He, he, I, he, he has this great podcast called Shane, uh, sorry, called Smartless. And it's three hosts. It's it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, um, who's Job in uh, Arrested <laughs> Development, right? And, Will Arnett um, is and, excellent. And Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Okay. And the three of them, like one really? person, yeah, one person brings in a guest. Um, and then the other two don't know and they introduce them and then the three of them talk and it's a lot of like talking with them, but it's a lot of ball busting between the three of them and it's super fun and funny and awesome. And it's interesting because like it's celebrities talk, uh, interviewing celebrities. So there's uh, like a, kind of a, a guard comes down. That's so good. That's uh, always where so it's fun not to an listen interviewer, to. Right. It's, you know, right. That's always um, so fun to listen to. Freaking like, uh, I mean, they also had Kamala Harris and Stacey Abrams, but they had Paul McCartney, and uh, they've had some sports folks like uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw and um, uh, whatever Reese Witherspoon, uh, Jennifer Aniston, yada oh, yada. Oh, so, both awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I meant to ask you: Did your team win mm-hmm. tonight? They did, yeah. Right, the, Haw- the Hawkeyes, right. the Hawkeyes beat the, Hawkeyes. the Illinois Fighting Illini. <laughs> nice. It wasn't looking good out of the box, and it, I was like, it wasn't. Oh, this, is, this is gonna be a bad, uh, bad podcast session. I meant to ask grumpy. you earlier. I was like, "How's it going?" I was gonna write yeah. you, and I'm like, "I'm gonna leave it until I hear yeah. from him and the game's over, dude." Like, yeah. I'm not gonna say anything yet. But we went down. Uh, way too easily, fourteen to nothing, and then we rattled off thirty-five unanswered. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Not rattled off. I mean, the Hawkeyes um, tend to m- make make thirty-five points look as difficult as possible, but okay. it's as good as the offense has looked from this year, and the defense is always good. So it's 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 nice. It's a weird. It's weird. It's a weird season because of COVID. Like yeah, right. It feels kind of like you know it'll always have an asterisk. 
Yeah, right. Uh, right. Over it. So, I mean, um, I don't know much about. I can't say I don't know much about sports. I know I know enough about them, but I've never liked mm-hmm. them. I've actually kind of grown to really dislike them. Uh, yeah. What I like really, what I know about them. And what I love about them is what I've seen in the movies. <laughs> I don't know sure. much about. <laughs> You're like, I don't know much about. I'm not gonna watch a game, but put on Brian's song and I'll have a cr- good cry. <laughs> put on the Natural, and I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. just that, a fucking masterpiece, man. I love music it. Music and oh, watch those come on. lights explode. Okay. Oh, dude, the whole story is just such a. Ah, it's just such a, uh, mm-hmm. it's a spiritual story. And, and yeah, yeah the, I mean, every time I watch <laughs> it, the, the tr- I hated Barbara Hershey for a long time after that movie. Did, oh, dude, she scared the a lot of, shit like, out of me in that. Actors and actresses from their like, characters. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> as a kid, you know, I was like, I would see, I would see Indiana Jones and be like, I'm going to be an archaeologist or right? I would watch you know this and i I want to be a pilot i want to be a doctor i want to be whatever until i realized i could just play them on tv <laughs> right <laughs> you know oh i just want to pretend <laughs> pretend to have gone to medical school a little easier than going uh, a, to little med- bit. <laughs> a little bit yeah. uh all right let me ask you this um Okay, I have I have an actor question for you, and mm-hmm. then I have this other question that I, I got to ask you. Um, what what if you had to name one actor that inspires you like the most of everybody that's out there? Um, but growing up, like the mm-hmm. guy that you were watching, you mentioned Harrison before, mm-hmm. so I would imagine he played a big part in this. But yeah. like who who. Who would you who would you mention? Like who would I mean almost as your favorite, but not yeah. just not just your favorite, but the person that really drove you, like like infused yeah. you with that like Paul uh, Shore. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're fucking kidding, dude. <laughs> uh, Are no, you... not Polly Shore. Though I love me some Polly Shore, man. Give me some son in law, <laughs> some fucking Uncino man. You're wrong. Awesome, He's in the dude. juice all, all, all day and night. You had me for Pauly a second. Shore. I was like, what the fuck is he talking <laughs> about? <laughs> okay, where are we going to take this? Um, no, you know what? There's this other thing where it's like all those, like, you know, movie star <laughs> male figures. Polly kind of... Shore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's like they're, they're like not surrogate fathers, but they kind of like like I don't know. They're like these mammoth, you know, right? These like mammoth people... monolithic figures in your, you know. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean Harrison Ford, um, oh, like the Harrisons and the Sean Connerys, you know, Sean, Sean Connery, Sean Penn, Sean Penn. Oh, how do we not mention him? My God. You know? Amazing, um, but you know, like who who was big back back in the day? So it was like those guys. I mean, even Dick Alec Baldwin was you know big back then. He was. Over Nick, I want to say Nick Cage was doing Nick some Cage. of his best work back then, dude, right? Well, Raising Arizona and yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god, dude! Like he was just doing, but Vegas, mm-hmm. oh, scary, scary. Yeah. I just rewatched yeah. Moonstruck. Scary, yeah, right? You're saying, Dude, you're saying, scary yeah. man. Right? It's, <laughs> he just fucking rocks me, man. Yeah, he's so. He's is so there awesome. is there like one dude though? Is there like a guy that you love? No, I mean, I think I went through. You know, it's kind of like 
the same way with music where you're like you got you, you gotta kind of tick off these boxes in, in terms of like your your cinematic or musical education right so it's mm-hmm. like all right uh pink floyd uh, led zeppelin the beatles mm-hmm. you, you know mm-hmm. you're just uh, until you can start doing deep dives and getting down into like all right television or, mm-hmm. or um you know frank zappa whatever sure sure um tom waits and and so tom waits with with actors it was it's the same thing it's like you're watching de niro you're watching pacino you're watching mm-hmm. brando you're all of these guys you're watching actually for talk about not being able to divorce myself or divorce the actor from the from, from the, the characters from the characters no street for a while i was like i didn't like and i don't from know what? what what was it from it had nothing to do with her acting i just <laughs> i was just, do you know what i mean like she was just like it didn't matter it doesn't matter what character she plays she justifies every every action that they take oh she's incredible you're right uh dude she, um, she's scary you know, yeah she's absolutely like, fucking scary oh, kate, kate blanchett and jeffrey rush in elizabeth like that was a huge movie for me in 90 whatever eight 98 um massive um i love, love sam that. rockwell sam rockwell dude I feel um, like underrated, dude. I feel like we don't hear enough about. Maybe finally getting his due. I hope the, he is, dude. You know, Vice. He won an Oscar. D- yeah. What did he get the last? What did he get it for? Uh, Sam. Did he, it for? did he get? He got the Oscar. I think so. Okay, I don't watch him anymore. Uh, supporting. Okay, probably supporting. Vice, supporting? maybe. No, he didn't get it for no. Vice. Playing George W. <laughs> he was great, yeah. though. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he was no, great. He's, he's always he's, great. He's, he's amazing. He, yeah, you know, it'd be fun to work with him because he uh, he, he seems super playful. Doesn't he seem like just like he just that seems guy? Like he's just having a good fucking time, right? He just yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. excellent. Like you kick back, have a beer with him between like takes totally. and chill, and talk to him, and he's probably really grounded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I feel like I would jive more with him. Like there are a lot of actors where I feel like I would just be paralyzed. You know? Oh, do you still feel that? Unless they yeah of course i guess I, mean, I would hope that they would i mean if i were whomever like fucking michael kane or something like that and or, or somebody uh, uh you know of the, the that stature where i i would hope that i would still do something to disarm that sure which i know that younger actors must probably be going through oh my do god you know what i mean i do so you, without being too presumptuous that they are so you but still get star bricks. You, you still get starstruck by totally. the legends by the icons yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's i i, I think i mean not that i've like done uh, you know i worked with Edie or whatever but like yeah. um there's there's the, the what you have going for you is that your colleagues now mm-hmm you yeah, right. See him at a movie theater and go up to him. You didn't, you know what I mean? Like, sure. um, or yeah. whatever. Because I've done that before. I've gone up to whom, you know, Paul Rudd's another one I'd like to work with. He's a super nice guy. I talked to him a couple of times. Awesome. And, but, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, of course, will, will be nervous and hopefully I can just like concentrate on the work and, and whatever. But, um, but there's always yeah. that chance, I guess, right? That you would be like, how are you going to not? 
I, How are you going to not be like, I, 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 thanks. I I'm mean, talking, you're, you're, I, I got to do a, a reading of 17 minutes with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> and I'm kidding? sitting there telling Paul Giamatti to go fuck himself or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I remember thinking in the moment, I'm telling Paul Giamatti to, to fuck off no or whatever. No way, dude. Wait a uh, minute. What, he came to the show or he was... No, I mean, he not, Before we ever did the show. He oh. did come to the show, though, and was complimentary. Um, oh, I no, heard like, that he came. Fucking almost a year prior, he, we, we I just think got Danny told me that he came and he didn't want anybody around him and he was like oh, really like low-key yeah and he came in and then he like watched and he was like but you wouldn't know that it was him mm -hmm. uh but wait a minute you acted with him yeah just reading just sitting around in a living room in a living room with paul giamatti yeah fucking are you kidding this is cool I, I love that guy dude uh, did you ever see John Adams on HBO? He did. Uh, yeah, 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 dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's great. Un unbelievable. No, you know what? Here, okay. So, um, Twister is to Philip Seymour Hoffman what the Negotiator is to Paul Giamatti. If you ever rewatched the Negotiator, okay. it was the same thing. Where I'm watching this, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this is great." And it was before Sideways and, and yep. before Billions and all of that, sure, all that stuff. Sure. Like, just fucking solid. The first time I saw him was the Howard Stern movie, the um, mm -hmm. Private Parts. Private, private parts. parts, yeah, totally. And he played, uh, I don't know what they were calling him, but the boss, right? And mm -hmm. he, he was such a prick, but he was just so on. And I knew, you know, you just knew, you know, mm -hmm. like this guy's this guy's a, a dedicated actor. I mean, this guy's mm -hmm. got it. Um, oh, Morgan Freeman. Like, there's a uh, lot of there's, there's a lot of it's the same way with like going to concerts. I'm like, okay, I saw Willie, I saw Tom Petty, I saw uh, Bob Dylan. You know, I'm trying to like, wow, who's old that's gonna, <laughs> gonna kick it soon? I want to work with Morgan Freeman. I want to work with. Oh my you know? God! Can you imagine Morgan mm -hmm. Freeman, dude? But they're just, you know, they're just journeyman actors out there, like Bruce McGill or um, Christopher McDonald or or uh, hey, Christopher I mean, McDonald, just, man. Just, wow. Right? Yeah, rewatch, rewatch uh, Thelma and Louise, and tell me he's not the funniest he motherfucker. He is excellent, dude. I feel like that movie resurrected him, and then, then, then he just didn't do as much anymore. But he's underrated. I feel like under Shooter McGavin and all that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> awesome you know? man, awesome. So good. So good. Oh yeah. my god, dude. So fucking Tons of fun. Folks. So fun talking to you about this show. Oh, I'm having a blast, man. <laughs> it's so fucking fun. Um, all right, give me uh give me uh your feelings on um uh, okay. How do I open I, next time I next time we do this, I got I'm gonna I'm gonna start keeping a list. Okay. And okay. Uh, of of actors and actresses. Yeah. Because you know, I'm guaranteed later tonight I'm gonna pop on something and be like, oh, oh you shit, know, I should have mentioned I, her. I know I you will. Him and... Definitely do. Keep a list, yeah, man. Yeah. I will. You gotta. And you'll start mentally keeping it. I bet. I mean. Yes. But um, David Strathairn. Dude, I. He is awesome. I. 
Sorry, you're about were to go, but I... <laughs> they were shooting the Bourne Ultimatum uh, uh -huh. around the corner from where I worked in the city for... I was doing IT for too fucking long. And, uh, and I went out for lunch and I saw Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon outside. Mm. And then somebody told me they're shooting the Bourne Ultimatum. I'm like, oh. So I called my buddy from Prada. Uh, my, well, my buddy from 20 years ago, but he worked at Prada. And he left... He came down to where I was in Midtown, and we found where they were shooting the next scene, and we just started walking as extras as they were shooting. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Cut. All right. So, extras, ready, sound, whatever they, you know, and they go. And mm -hmm. so, we kept on walking back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, and finally, they were like, all right, you know, good. And they started to move away, and I, I started to walk back. So I'm like, I got I to gotta get back, man. I mean, I got to mm -hmm. get back. Gotta go fix a couple of email accounts or whatever the fuck I had to do. I start turning the corner and I bump into David Strathon <laughs> and I had a camera with me, like a little Nikon. And I went, oh, and I took a, I gotta send you the picture. I took a picture <laughs> and he just looked at me with this, just this smile, man. This is a nice guy, dude. Like, yeah. I, and I couldn't remember his name. Because right. at that point he hadn't done good night, good luck, or or anything, so I right. didn't. But I knew him. I knew him. Knew him. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, ah, and I'm just smiling, and he's just smiling back at me, like he's just just such a warm, nice energy to that guy. Excellent mm -hmm. actor. He's such a nice dude. I yeah, gotta send you the pictures. Good. I took two pictures of the guy, and uh, That's funny. yeah, one where he's looking at me smiling, and the second one where he's turning, and Paul Greengrass is in the background, and he's going off to set, and then Joan Allen walked by me, and mm, all this shit. I, I eat this up. Leave Schreiber. I was around mm -hmm. one time because I was doing PA work uh, at the Independent Spirit Awards in mm. nineteen. No. 1999 yes because it was the 10th anniversary of do the right thing and oh. spike lee was there and they were doing a thing cool. so they gave him the the award so i met spike lee i didn't meet him when he's just but when he walked right. by me he was like give me the fist up nice so some big dude walk out of the room and then i saw another woman and you know you meet these people i don't know them it, 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 this guy lit up a cigarette in the hallway and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm staring up at him and then I, I can feel somebody's eyes on me and I look down and it's Susan Sarandon. And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I can't even smile at her because she's looking at me like, 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 why are you looking at him like that? And then I realize that's this eight foot tall guy here is Tim Robbins. And then he turns <laughs> around and I see him. <laughs> I just get really starstruck by this stuff. So, yeah, yeah man. And Ali Sheedy, we talked to. Oh yeah, I, I, met, I met her briefly. Did you? Yeah, at a <laughs> at the Long Island International Film Expo, she was like getting an award for some kind of work, and I got a Best Supporting Actor award. And nice. And uh, afterwards, I was just like, I did. I'm sorry, I just gotta say, I, say hi to you, you know, whatever. I didn't say anything about like, you know. As being a kid and yeah of course right. Sheedy being Ali Sheedy yeah 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 she she was there because she, she was had like, just oh, done Sundays. congratulations really she was, she was cool yeah. we mm -hmm. uh, I was yeah. like uh I was like hello and uh I'm like how like, you doing you like how I just like um, humble brag about my, oh, I, was, I was just picking up this like best supporting actor wouldn't it be 
Long Island International Film Expo. I mean, you know, so good, good shoulders for, off. Good for you, dude. She was there <laughs> for high art or something, and I was like, "How you doing?" Oh, right, cool. Yeah, she's yeah, she was great in high art, mm-hmm. man. I don't, I, she's not doing much, right? Like, what is she? I don't know. I haven't maybe seen her in anything for a while. Philanthropy work. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I was like, "How are you? How are you?" She said, "Tired." <laughs> it's like, it's like okay i won't say cool. anything else you know yeah. but i didn't even get a chance to say like high art dude awesome right um are we in the middle of a revolution right now what do you think about uh the president of the united states uh um pardoning michael flynn the and the outgoing uh, president the, the outgoing thank god president <laughs> Uh, pardoning Michael Flynn. What are, what are your feelings on that? And what are your feelings on uh, on on the fact that this might be? You were you were saying to me the other day. You know, you, you didn't grow up in the '60s, but you're feeling like, yeah, fuck it. You know, you didn't miss anything because we're in a new generational movement right now, and 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 that's this, right? Like Yeah, I I'd always wanted to grow up in the 60s. Like my dad did and I <laughs> I just feel like it was wasted on him just in terms of like <laughs> he 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 was in the navy from 63 to 66 uh and then he came out and I think he worked for a little bit and then maybe in 68 he went to college at the, at the University of Iowa. Okay. So he was in college during the summer of love. 60, yeah, exactly. Okay. 70s. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's not where you would have been. <laughs> nah, man, my dad's an indoor kid. So, um, you know, missed out on all the, all the, you know, fun and music and drugs and, and, you know, free social, love, baby. Uh, and the social and civil rights movement and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so it felt like, you know, maybe, you know, we should have swapped. He could have grown up in Reagan's eighties and, you know, yeah. Um, but, but, it, but it feels like we're in that, that level of turmoil. Um, yes. it feels like, I mean, I think we are, we are, I think too. And, uh, I, I don't, I mean, thank God. I, I, yes. He, uh, thank God Joe Biden is president elect and we're, uh, what is it? The 5th of December in yes. nine days, uh, is like the first, or the, one of couple of dates that i think they're certifying the electors on the 14th so that'll be another nail in the coffin it is unconscionable what he is doing not surprising no but, not uh, surprising he a, he's a clear and present danger to the republic i mean he is um, well the said, worst president we've ever had oh yeah it's um, not a gener. it's not in our generation national it's... security threat oh absolutely he should have been removed many times over oh my god um and i look forward to his demise (laughs) many times over people he's not smiling understand that guys i mean he's 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 dead serious yeah this is important to him he's gonna i think that's not the last pardon he's gonna give no Um, i don't think so either he's talking about pardoning his children he's talking uh, and and jared kushner yeah and um that's that's the word on the street and pardoning himself is, um, how do you do that is that possible it's never been tested can he nothing. fucking pardon himself and It'll excuse go, him i that's one thing where i whatever let's say he does um 
if that went to the Supreme Court, I can't, I just can't see any other outcome but it being uh, nine to nothing against him. The amount because, of shit he's because done, man. If you can pardon yourself, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And then pardon yourself and I, never be held accountable. That's no, you don't. What kind of that's president what, does that set? You know, the whole, yeah. you know, the whole genesis of our country was, you know, against a monarch, uh, you know, yeah, right. Who was behaving like a fucking whatever. And that's, anyway, a, and that's exactly um, what we just went through and our, I'm, we're still going through it. And, mm -hmm. Did you write this to me that the ramifications are going to go on for a long time afterwards? I don't know if I did, but they are. Yeah, but they are. Yeah. You know? Okay. I mean, because you've got, you know, just uh, the, the Washington Post came out with this today or yesterday um, where they had they had gotten in touch with every single, all 249 Republican members of Congress. Um, only 25 would admit that um, Joe Biden won the election. Two said that Donald Trump definitely did, and the rest of them wouldn't go on the record. So the other ninety percent of them wouldn't um, go on record saying that um, Biden had won. Um, what is going on, man? So they're cowards all, and um, they're terrified. And there's, a, there's a delusional, like there's a sickness. Uh, wending its way through the right via their their media um and it's and it's tragic and it's hilarious and it's frightening and and i um i i it's funny i got into it on facebook you know like you do yeah <laughs> like you do and sure I just posted something. I didn't think it was going to be this this big of a deal, but I just said, if you believe that there's um, any any massive voter fraud or that this election was rigged, then you are st stupid, dumb, stupid, and dumb. <laughs> and uh -huh. a couple people were like, "Oh, that's bullying, and that's not nice, and aren't you engaging in the same behavior as as um, as Donald Trump and those who you know? The, aren't you engaging in the behavior that you?" that you are calling out. You're, so and, you're, you're and, talking, and I these, kind of these mea are, culpa'd a bit. These are uh, diehard Trumpers that are... No, not necessarily. Really? I, I don't think so. I mean, clearly they um, are... And this was a few weeks ago. Um, we're, you know, listening to this garbage. And, and it's just flooding the zone with as much bullshit uh, to just play on people's cynicisms and to get them to be complacent and to throw up their hands and go, all politicians are bad when it's just not equitable that way. It's not the, the two parties are not as bad as one another. The no. Republicans are anti-democratic at this point. It's, it is the Trump party now. And it's really, really terrible. Agreed. Um, if he, God forbid, avoids um, legal culpability and and avoids the ramifications of his of his um, criminal behavior and um and he does make it to 2024 and decides to run again jesus christ dude that's um you know not ideal but my thing is so i i kind of uh, i was like you know what 
my bad. I, I don't mean to, like, and you're on the love kick right now and trying to be like, listen, I love you all, no matter what you. Well, I always believe, am. What you think? I'm. I'm always like that. It's something I believe in deeply. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. But. But this is, yeah. you know, I say that and I, and I mean it with all of my heart, you know, I mean, I believe we're all brothers and sisters here and mm -hmm. I think we're all, we're all divided and everybody's divided in between, oh, Democrats, Republicans, no, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that anymore. It's like, it's, it's Trump. Mm -hmm. I think it started with Obama. I think there's a lot of people that didn't want to see a black president. I'll tell you, I mean, I'm just going to say it as I don't care. You know, a lot of people did not want to see an African-American president. Yeah. They got it. I thought those were a beautiful fucking eight years, man. I love that mm -hmm. man. I love Obama. Um, and this was the response. We got right. this insane. The pendulum swung so hard it's bound to knock the fucking clock over. Correct. It, correct. This, is, this was the response. And the racists came out of the woodwork the mm -hmm. the the extremists came out of the woodwork and yeah. and this last four years has been that i mean we're not even talking about covid dude forget and and how he handled covid right i mean absolute dereliction of duty. are you kidding me dude i mean knew about it for months and and then got the fucking thing and then still walking around without a mask on uh, dude yeah but what he's no, done so, to the to democracy has been um yeah disgusting it's just been disgusting i don't know yeah. you know well so my thing with 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 folks uh, that still support him that believe that the uh, that he won some people think he won in a landslide i don't slide. understand that how is so i i i well, the point that i made in this and to, to these folks yeah. is that when you have pleaded and cajoled and prayed and i i mean i've threatened estrangement um to you know with the trump supporters in my life um what what's left but to shame them <laughs> just call them fucking stupid that's the point right i, I get, mean i get it what else I get what it. else can you finally do but like i mean I, I said something along the lines of like what else can you possibly do but rhetorically slap them right right i understand totally um, get they it. are in a fugue state I mean, oh. it is insanity, <laughs> it, delirium. It is. It's really, really. Um, you know, I I look for and and it, I still I, there's been a weight lifted, but I still uh, am tight and tense until that until January twentieth. Until January, but because of all this fucking horseshit, mm -hmm. it's going to persist, and there's going to be agree. seventy something million people who think that joe biden's an illegitimate president and if we don't take these two georgia runoffs then mcconnell's gonna just keep obstructing what the fuck uh, is this georgia what's going on what like, there are two the runoffs recount? they were close enough where you know they have to have a full-on for the two senate seats full-on actual on, on january 5th another vote so if we take, we got to take them both and that makes it 50, 50 tie. And the vice president in that situation is the tiebreaker. So anything we want to pass without 
You know what I mean? No way. What, I mean, how many if if senators are like still beholden some for some reason they think they're still beholden to Donald fucking Trump after he's out of office, um, and they think that they need to retain the support of his base to get reelected, they're going to continue to fucking act the way that they've acted for the last four years. It's an insane situation. I mean, we are we this are. This is so. Uh, oh my god. So. I don't know, man. Manchurian uh, I, I candidate want to go back shit. to enjoying my life again. I know. I have been four years inundating myself with this information because I, you know, because the wolf's been at the fucking door. I want to go back to playing guitar. I want to go back to listening to music. I don't want to be listening to politics 24-7. And right. I try to strike a balance, but it's been really, really difficult. I want to, you know, I want to move on. I think we all do. I think we we're all desperate Amen. for and even the folks that don't fucking realize it are desperate for some normalcy we need none it. of this has been normal none of it, it has. is absolutely off the rails abnormal oh yeah dude. lunacy oh, oh it's been but, but it's been worse so, than that dude it's been absolutely fucking crazy uh you said the other day you were like i feel like um i feel like i'm the only one that's out there that's that's still like kind of um what did you Hang say on. yeah like fighting the fight you know like i'm the only one you know everybody else is kind of letting go and uh i mean there uh, are people i know that are still like you know well i think but, it's a, but it feels a little bit like okay we get it mike with the posts or whatever in my mind i wanted to and i knew because when i when i we got off the phone that night and i i thought about what you were saying and then i realized it wasn't leaving my head and i thought i didn't literally dude and i saw and i and i stopped and i thought about it and i'm like why is this bothering you so much that he said that and i realized it was because i didn't tell you what i thought which is and i i've told you before but i think you need to hear it dude uh i think it's really important that you keep doing what you're doing because you're a soldier and I believe in you, you know, and I believe in what you're doing. And um, that part of you that's that's out there still fucking chanting. Yeah, maybe maybe a party feels like, you know, OK, maybe, you know, the, it's not the popular thing to do anymore. Maybe everybody else is dropping off and they're calming down and they think everything's OK. But but you're you're a soldier dude you're not gonna stop until this is over with and i mm -hmm. it's it's been evident Thanks, in everything you've and posted and everything you've yeah no of course dude it, you even in class you when i met you you know there was maybe maybe the by the third week you said something about trump oh, okay. and i gotta stop that <laughs> no 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 but you didn't get into anything you were like okay. great about it you were you were very neutral even after i made the next comment and uh <laughs> you were like something about you know trump and you know the way things are and you were so so professional and neutral about it and i was like fuck trump and you <laughs> looked at me and then you looked away and you're like okay so and then you kept on going with the meeting but you took a breath you took a breath and you were cool dude you didn't yeah. even give into it and yeah. and uh you, then i went online and i saw i saw some tweets that you were writing and i realized how passionate you were about it. And I didn't know when I had said it, but then I read mm -hmm. some of your tweets and I started following you on Twitter and I'm like, oh my God, he's, he's fucking into this dude. Like he's a fighter. So yeah. everything. Sometimes I, I'm a little less articulate on Twitter than I. <laughs> yeah, but that's what Twitter is. I mean, well, it's I, funny yeah, because, you uh, know, 
uh, you know, on Facebook, you're dealing with people that know you and you know them uh, to whatever degree. Yeah. And so you, I find myself crafting my arguments a little bit more thoroughly mm-hmm. and, you know, using grammarly I, I, and that's shit not to say that I haven't <laughs> been like, I haven't been, you know, pretty, um, uh, hot tempered. <laughs> sure. Sure. Like recently I, with, with a family member, I, I, uh, I was like, you, if you can't, you know, see this, then you just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's not funny. But like, but, you know, never in my you know. wildest dreams that I think I would be tweet. Well, first of all, I wouldn't obviously know what Twitter was, but like tweeting at <laughs> random fucking representatives <laughs> from the eighth district of wherever the fuck america saying that's go what fuck I, yourself you dumb cunt like, that's what i saw you doing and i was like this uh, guy's fucking on man that's like, not good i will i just it's be too long take me too long to clean all that out of my twitter <laughs> you know just take, it'll take me that's a full-time job to clean that crap oh, full-time I need to just end that account and start a new one <laughs> just like po- that was trump Right, you gotta forgive me for that. But I feel like you. But it's so important that you got you're, a problem with traitors, man. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, right. I. I mean, don't apologize. I've written some. Sorry. I've written some horrendous shit to this guy before. Yeah. Um, and then I've, <laughs> I've watched you write some, you know, sharp, yeah. sharp stuff to him. But he, uh, there's never been a president. He's no. he's not a president. He's not a fucking president. That's the point, man. This yeah, is he doesn't know the job. He doesn't care to do the job. He give a fuck. He just wants to be he the most powerful to, person in the world. The t- yeah. He wants to have one so that he can avoid um, criminal exposure. Oh God, yeah. Income taxes is the is the last. I, mean, I, I, I think his nothing. his grand his grand plans. I mean, he loves Kim uh, Jong Un so much. I think that he envisions a sort of dynasty. Uh, you know. Don Jr. and and Ivanka and and just you know. Do you not think that? And I brought this up to you, but when he lost, I'll tell you that line in the sand that I drew with people in my life mm-hmm. that if they support Trump and he wins, mm-hmm. they're out of my life. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't fucking end <laughs> if he runs in twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, fucking a. No, I got oh, you, yeah. dude. Totally Go got ahead. you. Sorry. Totally got you. I don't, but I would hope something happens in the next four years that makes that impossible. That he's not going to be able to run. I, yeah, would I hope, mean, hopefully, but you know. he, he can't be this looming threat because then no. we're because then there's that then yeah. there's that tumor in our stomachs. I mean, it's so it's, you it's know? this fucking shitty thing, though. This position that we're put in now to be what we've despised in in the supporters of trump all this locker up shit you know uh, now we're, we're in the same position where it's like we're uh, so, no but he's clear, different clear abuses of power uh, you know uh, obstruction of justice you know uh, uh, violation left right and center fraud blah 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 actual criminal like blatant <laughs> criminal behavior like over and over and over again we you have to set down a marker you have to set precedent a president cannot do this exactly you have to reign and like listen executive power has been getting um has been slowly you know expanding over the last couple of decades uh 
I get it. But this is this is this is oh, radical. This has been a raptor testing the fences. You it's know? This is dangerous. It's dangerous yeah. for America. It yeah. sends it's and again it sets a very dangerous dangerous precedent for for the They're country. All over there saying uh, Joe Biden is dangerous for the um, for the, the country. The, as what well. are they talking the about? Is, the only difference is yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> uh, thank god this motherfucker look he's uh, but i don't if it I, had been any closer i mean it's not close it is not fucking it's close. not close it's not it's a, in, a, in effect it's a landslide yes right? i agree it's so but if it hadn't been yeah we'd be in trouble dude the uh, Giuliani, I used to love Giuliani. I used to oh, love him because in, in what he did for what tragic figure, mm-hmm. what he did for New York City, and then watching him during nine eleven and 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 the way that he handled it, I just thought it. I, it, he's a different man dude i, I was yeah. so proud of him i was so proud to and i loved him and i hoped he would run for president and and to see him standing up there when when trump uh won and trump called him up on stage you know rudy get up here you know and, and rudy gets up there and he's got that smile on his face and i'm like no way i mean my heart sank i mean you know it's it's, I mean, it's, it's, I don't, just to see that. And then who is the first guy? Yeah. The first press secretary was Sean Spicer. That right. poor motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I mean, hey, that, listen, I don't have sympathy for them. He can that, be a tragic figure and not get sympathy for That them. guy's Fuck. a fucking, Fuck but Sean felt, Spicer. But, but, but he, but Fuck he, them all. he quit, you know, and there was, there started becoming this, like he started to get the look on his face. Like, I know. I know, you know, well, the president just contradicted you on Air Force One. You know, you just told us this. I mean, once he started to stutter, you know, mm-hmm. and he started, I mean, I felt, I started to feel fucking bad for the guy. Like, you know, he's sitting there, he's working. He, he thinks he's got, he's working for the president. You know, he's, oh, he's proud. And day one, you know, he was like, oh my, what, what the fuck did I just get myself into? And mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. To, uh, everything uh, as as the you know conservative, uh, you know, politi- former GOP political operative uh, Rick Wilson likes to say, everything Trump touches dies. Oh my God! And it's true. Nobody. I can't think of anybody that went into that that administration that's worked or associated uh, him themselves with Donald Trump and come out better for it. They've all been stained, stained, oh, black, and I and I don't plan on forgetting. No, don't. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I would yeah, hope you don't. It's bad. I think it's so. important for voices like you to be out there. That's why I'm saying mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you, and that's what was that was bothering me, and I was like, I know what it is. You know, I got to tell him he's a fucking soldier and it's important to have him on the front lines. And so. Thanks, man. That's what I say to you. No, thank you, man. It's important, brother. 
So hope I didn't get right. your blood pumping too much there, man. Fuck. <laughs> but I, right, like I just, just got off Twitter. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, you, you were there with a friend, man. So well, it is nice to preach to the choir every once in a while. Yeah, fucking I do. Yeah. I don't. I don't really actually get to talk politics that that often. No, uh, my wife doesn't doesn't like to any more than like five minutes, and she's done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't really get to to spitball. It's gotten ugly. It's gotten disgusting, and there's really, uh, you know, if you've got a brain, you realize what's going on. If you're like my brother, I love you, Derek, but you're crazy, <laughs> you know. Well, if it wasn't for the pandemic, Trump would have won. I, w- uh, Derek, Maybe. what the fuck are you talking about? You I'll know? tell you what, he would have been he would have been uh, reelected, no problem, if he had just done his job on the pandemic, not politicized it, and I agree. There's yeah. just too there's too many holes. There's too many things. It's I mean, not just the pandemic. Is, he was fucking impeached for Christ's yeah. sakes. I mean, we, yeah. we, how many fucking things I do mean, I need? It never should have made it past the the <laughs> you know him mocking a disabled reporter. Exactly. Thank you. That the I mean, way. Uh, come on, man. The million off ramps that uh, the the GOP uh, could have taken and America could have taken, but he uh, but um, disgrace. He, yeah disgrace it's a, it's a sad man. sad time yeah it is a sad time and that's but I why feel a fuck ton better now than i did um uh, a month ago amen that knot in my stomach dude that week of the election after election day of just waking up the next morning you know like i was writing you dude and then the next morning i fell asleep woke up the next morning and i looked at my phone looked at my ground news app uh and I saw the word Trump, and I'm like, I, and I can't focus in the morning until I have my coffee. And I was like, that doesn't say he won. That doesn't say he won, does it? And then <laughs> Trump undecided, no, uh, still counting votes. And uh, uh, oh, okay, good, good. But man, my heart fucking dropped for a second that morning. I was so you know, but it's you know, good. yeah, buddy. My brother, this has been fun. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Yeah, good, 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 good talking to you. It was really good hey, talking I, I'd to love you. To do it again and, um, and and meet your cousin. I absolutely plan on having you again. I would love to. Yeah, and I think he would love to, man. Yeah, uh, like I like I had mentioned to you, he's he's a he seems like a knowledgeable and cool guy. So. Oh, totally, totally knowledgeable. I think you guys are gonna hit it off, and uh, yeah, man. And you guys will probably end up talking on your own tangent because uh, you know things that I don't know about film. You know, he's like an encyclopedia. But uh, yeah. no, I think he'd I think he'd get a kick out of you. And this conversation would go a lot further. Man, he's he's like you. He's a soldier. He's a fucking cool. soldier about this. So, but. Michael Geis, Geis, <laughs> I did it, I did it again. Whoa. Hey, you could have played that off as a joke. I could have played it off. <laughs> easy, it's easy, geezy, you know, geezy, like Sunday morning, baby. Geezy like Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was Michael Geezy, West Candela. This was a great show, man. This is Chapter Twenty Seven, Voices Film and Television Podcast. Uh, Mike, thank you so much, man, for being here. Thank you, Wes. This, nah, thank you, man. This was great. I got to ask the Bernard Pivot questions. <laughs> <laughs> I got to answer the Bernard Pivot you questions. Got, yeah, man. That's awesome. That was fun, dude. Super, uh, super fun. Dude. Yo, so we're signing off. God bless you guys all. Uh, 
Love you all. Love is the answer. Come on, man. Remember John Lennon. Love is the answer. Fuck Trump. Uh, God bless you. <laughs>